Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I am coming to you from the bowels of K-pop hell. But hopefully, through this episode, we will take you to the heights of K-pop heaven. I am here with my co-podcasters for this episode, Nat. Hello. Jimin. Howdy. And back from the ether, it is Jay. Hello, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) We are happy to have you back, Jay. Everyone is here. And we have a very special mini-sode for you all. It is our K-pop trends of 2020 episode. So this episode, we're going to be talking about um, all the different K-pop trends. is um, cultivated by our dear friend, Nat. So, Nat, if you want to start us off. Quick, can we do a um, now playing? Because I just want to uh, brag on my playlist real quick. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, before we do that, uh, yeah, let's talk about what we've been listening to. Okay, so I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to brag, but I definitely have one of the best playlists. Period. So, um, just to let y'all know what I've been listening to. Okay, I've been listening to Luna with Star. That's a pretty decent song. I've been listening to Tomorrow by Together. Uh, Fairy of Shampoo, which is actually a cover. I just found that out. Um, I've been listening to their song Maze in the Mirror. I've also been listening to Blue Hour, stream Blue Hour all day and every night. Um, what else? I've been listening to... Um, uh, they have a song called Poppin' Star. <laughs> Don't roast me. I love that song. <laughs> um, and then, as you know, Can't You See Me... And can't we just leave the monster alive? It's a very long title. I don't know why they have such long titles. Um, and last but certainly not least, Got Seven's Breath, which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be Breathe. <laughs> but it's spelled Breath. So maybe that's what they meant. Um, yeah, that song is really, really good. And I highly recommend it. Uh, they, their other song, isn't it? Isn't it Last Piece, Nat? Or yes, puzzle last piece. piece. Last piece. Okay, I have a lot of gripes with that song. It's a great song up until you get to the little breakdown part, like breakdown part of the chorus. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut that out, just like I did Coco Bop's EDM breakdown. But other than that, I think it's a pretty good song. So, uh, moral of the story: listen to Tomorrow by Together, listen to God Seven, Steam, uh, and yeah, that's my playlist. That's my that's why I've been listening to K-pop wise. Not really going to go into Western music right now. So anybody else? I guess I will go. I have been listening to all of the GOT7. <laughs> like literally all of the GOT7. I have been on a GOT7 kick lately. I don't understand it. I'm not trying to understand it either. So I've just been listening to all their titles. I've been watching their concerts. Uh, I've been listening to like their full album. I did listen to this latest album. It's all right. I'll be very honest. But I think what I noticed with them is I really like their stage presence. So I, I think when I start seeing them perform some of these other songs, it's gonna and they're gonna make them better. So what else? Um, I don't think I've really been listening to anything 
else else uh, just like sort of gathering songs together for like the best of 2020 whenever we get to that episode this year like this month uh so i've been listening to i'm going back to 2020 in k-pop trying to figure out like what's my favorite song music video mini kind of stuff like that so like a pinks uh drum drum obviously fantastic evergo with Ladi da <clears throat> sorry it's fantastic uh one us uh i can't remember the name of that song but that song uh what was the name of that song the one that the very dramatic music video that was like a movie that song was great uh so <laughs> and then yeah i've been listening to i'll be honest i've been listening to a lot more western music this year mostly because that's i feel like it's been a bit stronger i don't think this has been a very strong year for k-pop so yeah unfortunately that's kind of how i feel so i've just been listening to like a lot of western music Oh, I totally agree. Like most of the songs, most of the K-pop I listed, I believe a lot of it was uh, 2019 releases or it was just by like a really good group. So anyway, <laughs> Ash, Jay, what have you guys been listening to? For me, I just listened to a few new songs that I hadn't really kept track on like the new like k-pop songs recently but i listened to breath and it was all right um i've been seeing a lot of things lately about how jyp is wasting got seven <laughs> and i do agree with that um that is probably a discussion for another time but i thought breath was okay um got seven's releases don't ever really stand out that much to me though um and then I listened to what is the new one us um Lucio is that the name of the song I'm going off of the um, romanization of this word so I apologize if I'm saying it wrong but yes their latest single um and then Chunga has a song with rehab called Dream of You which is um which is also all right. Oh, and Twice's um, I Can't Stop Me. So those were on my little mini K-pop list this time around. Okay. I totally forgot that they just dropped a song. I think I saw the trailer for it. For what else is underwhelming? It, I, no, but I saw the trailer and I was like, ooh, this doesn't look like it's made for me. So <laughs> I think that's why I kind of erased what? it. Right? Yeah. For it's 80s. Okay, well then I will give it a listen. I will add it to my home I saw them perform it and I definitely felt that the choreo is better than the song. The song isn't bad, it's just kind of boring. I do like it, but it's lacking a little bit of oomph for me. Like, I, I like it, but like I feel like there's aspects of it that I... <sighs> Like, I don't miss the cutesiness of Twice's songs, but I do miss, like, Twice's songs used to have, like, that energy that this song, I think, is kind of missing. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. I was talking about when I was... I love... Ca I can't oh. me. Yeah, I love... I oh. Can't me. Oh. oh! I was talking about oh. when I was... Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> that's awkward. Yeah, no, I love 
I mean, you guys know I like all Twice's title tracks. I don't think I've ever complained about any of them. Okay, uh, no, I'm talking about Omenas in that Buccio song that I should mentioned. I completely erased it from my brain because it looked like it wasn't good. Yeah, it was. I don't remember much of it. It was pretty, it's pretty like rote as far as got like boy band tracks go. So yeah, didn't stand out to me. Any other like songs you've been listening to? Jay? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned Chunga because I have been listening to play. Um, I like that song a lot. Um, and you mentioned somebody else too. And I was like, oh yeah, I have listened to their song, but now I forgot them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oops. Um, oh, well, you can cut this part out, but I have been listening to like Golden Child. Um I listened to their, I think it was their first album, and it's so good. I like it a lot. They just had a scandal. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the song "Wannabe" from Golden Child? And what's the song after that? Um, "Without You." Like that. That album is so good. Um, but you know, I know we have history with them and I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to be like, what are you doing? Is Cause we don't need to, we don't need to go into the, that story. But I was like, oh my gosh, it was like, this album's so good, but their fans were so shitty to us. <laughs> <laughs> like that for no reason and stuff like that. But oh well, my gosh. No, but I feel like they'll appreciate that we can see, see that. Golden Child is delivering the bops, okay? I don't know, though. I thought the only people people that did that, that that came around to us, were the Cognitial Sands. Everybody else, I think, when they are against us, they're, like, firmly against us. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was scared to, like, listen, because, I mean, you know, we all went through that experience, but I was like, oh, my gosh, this album is so good and stuff and then like their new comeback it was like i mean maybe that can be a topic for another day um but i wasn't i wasn't into any of that what they were doing with their latest comeback um i didn't know they were still making music so okay it's just (laughs) you're fired (laughs) (laughs) i just it's uh, uh, yeah I don't want to get into that because you probably might hate us again. <laughs> so, but their first album or the songs or the album that has the songs that I mentioned, it's so good. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that is great. We're all listening to a very diverse list of music. So that's fantastic. Uh, so we are going to discuss K-pop trends. Things that we've noticed in 2020 for K-pop idols, groups, and just their activities overall. Obviously, it's been a very um, interesting year. And the Rona has us all messed up. So hopefully this brings some light because we're going to have a good time. I think we're going to have a very fun time tonight. So the first trend that I noticed right off the bat, obviously, was retro. Uh, so retro music, retro music videos oh. and aesthetics, retro clothing. Yes. So, I mean, I can't be the only one who, sit, who saw it. I, we have A-Pang with Drum Drum and that had very synth pop 
kind of style. We had uh, Seventeen had their comeback and they yeah. were very like Saturday Night Fever. Uh, G Friend had Mapo and that was very like disco esque. Uh, BTS obviously with Dynamite was you know uh, who else was tomorrow by together with Blue Hour with Blue Hour yes. Uh, and then we had uh, JYP. Not only did he have a retro track, but uh, he himself is a fossil. Retro. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, Sunny. you're not wrong. We <laughs> had poor Pom, or I think that's how you pronounce it, which is a very like city pop kind of vibe. I love that song. So good. But yes, JYP and Sunny had When We Disco, which is also a fantastic song. If I do say so myself. And there's something else I was going to remember. Oh, Everglow with La Di Da. That was very synth-esque. And then they had the whole ball thing kind of going on. It was very cool. Very love. I loved it. What about well, you guys? I, what I, I, feel like, I feel like the obvious question is, before we talk about kind of what we loved about and hate about and things that of that nature, I guess my question is, is like, where did it kind of, where did it come from? I, I heard people saying that it, it came know. from The weekend. No, well, the, West, the West did. I mean, we had kind of a resurgence of retro as well, but I well, can't but like really... seventy specifically, like, hmm. did we have that? No. Ash, you want to go? You go first. Well, like, are are you saying like, did we have a seventies resurgence? Because yeah, we did we have a did we have a seventies revival in music this year? I heard people saying that. Um, I didn't listen to the Weekends album. I'm gonna keep it real. I mean, I heard a couple things, but I I didn't listen to it all the way through. And people were saying that his album was heavily, well, not heavily, but his album influenced what K-pop ended up doing this year. Um, and I don't know. Is that true? Is that something well, we were trending towards this year? Dua Lipa had yeah. a whole disco thing going on. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she was into that whole retro thing. So also, I don't know if she wasn't. Sorry, Jeff. I, also, I don't think that The Weeknd's album was like disco-esque, which is where I feel like a lot of K-pop kind of leaned heavy on. Uh, I think The Weeknd's is more like 80s pop, like the beginning mm-hmm. and starts of like MTV and much music and things like that. And like Duran Duran and Madonna. Like, I feel like that's where The Weeknd felt fit in i mean obviously it's still that i do coke vibe but it's it's <laughs> definitely like more rooted for me personally like in the <laughs> 80s <laughs> okay. whereas yeah like i i think that the i don't if you think about like korean music what do like and what's inherent to korea in some ways they really like ballads and they really like trot trot is yeah, kind trot of is like 70s disco oh. so i think that's probably where it comes from because they already like that kind of style of music so it's easy to sit into the 70s aesthetically maybe that's where it's from okay jay what were you gonna say um there was another group like this new boy group that made a trot song um i don't remember the name a of new it, boy but- group yeah it's not in hyphen is it no okay no a new Uh, song i'll try and find it later yeah um but in but like the thing about music and trends is that it's like every 20 years what was popular in the past and it comes back so like it seems like every 20 years what was popular you know 20 years earlier you know comes back um or even like the whole like color blocking 
sweatshirts that everybody's freaking out about who made first. Um, yeah, like so. I remember when I was in middle school, the '80s were huge. It, that I mean, we, people were wearing right, like right. neon colors. You had. Um, like the right. the leg warmers <laughs> or arm warmers, right. yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so like when we were in middle school, like the '80s was like oh retro, but now everybody's like oh the 2000s are retro. So I mean, in 20, oh, 2000s, it's kind of going. Thank you for saying that. Like I, 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 no, I was saying I thank you for saying that because <laughs> I know. We talked about the 70s a lot, like with uh, that being mm-hmm. a trend, like the retro trend. But I actually think the 2000s also had a huge impact um, on what people are doing now, especially these Gen Zers and like a lot of the fourth gen groups. Right. They are dressing like something straight out of Dawson's Creek. Like I've seen so many exactly. cargo pants and um, like what what do you call them? The, the short boot cut. What do you call them? Low riders, low riders, the boot cut. Uh, jeans. You can see the seen... apple apple bottoms come back. Bro. <laughs> I mean, Jay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I'm it's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh I had to actually the dates for Dawson's Creek because I thought it was over before the 2000s. Wow. Anyways, no, I'm but, pretty sure but, it was still playing. Like, right? Yeah. No, it was. They ended in 2003. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I was like, wait, I'm like, I, because I linked Dawson's Creek and Felicity together, and those were like nine, those were shows were huge in the 90s more so. So. That's why well, I, I like, mean, I, just that like aesthetic though of, of like late '90s to early 2000s. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, you, when you watch movies like Bring It On and like, um, I can't even think of now. My mind just went blank. But like, she's Bring It On, she's all that. Um, what else? Mean, there mean were... Girls was a little late, but even Mean Girls, though, Mean Girls, they have every this Freddie style. Prince Jr. movie. <laughs> Down yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's like that, that style <laughs> was like casual, but like you. Like, like you made it your own kind of I guess yes. is how I'm trying to put it it was casual like okay like they gave you like here's like the basic template of the outfit and then yeah. you like add or take away from it I mean a belly shirt with a belly button ring and then like every time when I think of like 2000s I think of two things Cheetah Girls and Destiny Child because Destiny Child when they had that like house of Darion and like uh, Mama Tina used to dress them and stuff Child, that was the definition of early 2000s fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, or like Britney, where she just wore denim all the way down. Like, I, yeah. All the <laughs> and Justin. Tuxedo. Yes. When her and Justin were dating, yeah, all the girls were sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel that that's, I mean, that resurgence is interesting to kind of discover the like where it came from. Um, I do think that. TikTok and Billie Eilish have a lot to do with it too, specifically with yeah. the 2000s aesthetic, because that's kind of what's cool with Gen Zers for some reason. The grunge um, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's her, seems to be her aesthetic. And I think also, like, it's crazy though, like, even when we're talking about these different genres and these different time frames, how the 90s is still like a staple for a lot of people. So, like, when um, Make a Wish with, with um, NCT, like, that was very 90s. Is it Make a Wish or was the other one? It's the other song, 90s Love no, or something think, like that, right? Yeah, 90s Love. But, but actually, you, could, you can look at that whole Neozone album, yeah. which is <laughs> the only good album they had this year. <laughs> you can look at that album and you can definitely see the 90s like influence. I feel like that album 
is more of a testament to 90s than anything they've done recently. Um, everything they've done recently is uh, garbage. So really, uh, I feel like with NCT, like I may have this out of order because I don't follow them as closely as you guys do, but I feel like they've had quite a few comebacks or songs probably in their different like in the group's different iterations like but like they've had quite a few things that have been 90 influenced because wasn't there like a whole video where they were like it was in black and white and they were like it was like an old like you know one of those old videos that you would have like the black boy bands would do yeah 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 that was, all... uh, that was dreams come true that was off of neo zone though okay like, all yeah. of those, all, I, i'm pretty sure everything you probably are thinking of was off of that one album because everything else has been absolute trash like <laughs> all the resonance stuff and the nct 2020 all that nct 127 had the best music this year even wavy's music wasn't touching 127 this year and 127 this wasn't even their best music so but i mean i i guess i I said to say like I do see the 90s influence that Nat's talking about as well um and in terms of what we think about it I honestly I don't mind it I, I actually it's gonna happen I mean yeah. like, like so whatever in trend right now where that's kind of like normal for us to like how to dress now in like 20 years gonna be considered retro and then um I don't know. I mean, I really can't describe like the whole like eighties thing. I mean, I guess it was just kind of like everybody else is doing it, or that's kind of like what's popular. But then again, just a natural progression of things. And yeah, right. And that's why, like, I totally agree with that. That's why I I don't have anything against it. I think for the most part, it's cute. Like the music being influenced. I love the seventies. Like I was looking through my Spotify the other day, and like a good eighty percent of my music on like my playlist and stuff are all 70s music so um yeah and and not just disco but just like music from that era i mean back when instruments sounded like instruments and not like over processed deep fried uh edm beats you know um so yeah i don't know what about you ash do you how do you feel about this trend and being as we kind of grew up through the actual 2000s you know and like those those actual times how do you where do you see the differences in sort of the aesthetic now oh you go first jay yeah what are you gonna say no no you can you can go i can hold it okay um well it makes me feel old uh but as far as like the the actual like aesthetics it's just I mean, I feel like every generation takes something from the past and puts their own spin on it. So it's kind of interesting to see people dig back into, you know, past generations and their trends and and kind of take it and go, oh, this was cool. And then kind of be like, well, then how can we improve on it or how can we put our own spin on this to make it make it different and like so far I feel like that with the 2000s and everything like in the 90s that's more so been with fashion as opposed to music so far like I feel like there's a, a like there's a whole thing emerging or it might be bubbling under where we have some people that might be trying to bring back 
the whole like 2000s 90s sound maybe but it's definitely not something that's popular right now um like you know we were talking about with the west we've got people that are doing you know Dua Lipa's doing disco the weekend did like Edie synth and you've got people kind of bringing that back but yeah I mean and with k-pop I feel like they've always kind of I mean not so much now but in the past their whole thing was used to be to be kind of a step behind so k-pop was always kind of retro like in a sense you know and I think that's what attracted a lot of people to it like I know for me you know, as I got older and I discovered K-pop and I was like, oh, this sounds like, you know, this is like the boy bands and the girl bands I grew up with. And, you know, this is, you know, as things kind of trended toward more, you know, hip hop and mumble rap and, you know, more kind of, you know, EDM and, and other things. And pop is kind of, you know, dropped off a bit. K-pop was you know, kind of like, you know, your sanctuary to kind of listen to that type of music again, um, which is, you know, I think what attracts a lot of people to it. So I think K-pop is more following the trends now than it is being, you know, kind of a retro thing. But I definitely think that this is not something unusual to it. But yes, I'm going to stop rambling. Jay, um, what were you going to say? Yeah, it was somewhat similar to, to what you had said, that it's, it's more so like the fashion that I see and not so much the music. Because um, I think part of like the 90s was that there was a lot of variety in what was going on. I mean, I guess more so that people, from what I've seen, is that people focus on the um, like R&B and pop or like the like well-known kind of people but um like ballads really big in the 90s um like mariah carey had a lot of them with houston celine dion um like seal you know <laughs> selected males doing ballads that were really big so i mean i always say that like k-pop in a in a way is always following the trends or seeing what's popular in the west first and then we're gonna like do it in our own way it's never like, like they're like in the forefront of like making k-pop i guess more of their own and it'd be very quick to forget that that k-pop is government sponsored and a soft power tool <laughs> like that. uh yeah that's all i gotta say you know it's kind of interesting i think we don't talk a lot about how much of a soft power it is um that the whole aspect of k-pop and it's not just a it's not just a musical genre it literally allows korea to sort of like not in a bad way but infiltrate other countries and um create an image of korea that you know may exist in some parts may not exist in other parts and we like we know that the political aspect is is relevant and it's it's always like weighing on the artists because i mean we know when there was that whole issue with china china pretty much closed the stores to k-pop and a lot of the idols had to either like tiara pretty much disbanded at that point because like that was the place that they were making their money you know but you know what i hate i have to say this i i hate to cut you off no i don't 
no, I'm kidding. I do. <laughs> but I do oh have God. to say, when you said, when you mentioned, you know, China uh, opening the doors and things like that, um, I have to say, when I don't want to say China was forced to open their doors back up, but um, they had that whole issue with BTS. And I remember basically BTS won out on that issue. And Koreans were like, um, wow, we're look at, you know, BTS is so powerful that like we shut China up. And I'm like, I, I don't know that that is, <laughs> I don't know if that, that's what the thing is, but I, I mean, see, the, okay. Like the thing about the thing about China though is that the piracy over there um, is out of control. That's why, like, they don't have like a strong presence like in the music market because they have like a billion people. That is a huge market. I mean, if you can make it in China, you're set. And I mean, um, like Zhu Kun, he's like the Beyonce Lady Gaga Rihanna of China right now. He's like Spice Girls. <laughs> I mean, he's like any like a big kind of artist you can think of. That's like he's set in China right now. He had an EP or a single with two songs and sold 10 million copies. And it's just two songs. Like what? He and and I mean that's just in China. So like imagine if he had like the reach of being popular in Japan or America or the UK or like those other like big music markets, he would like be like legendary status. And I mean, he's For only sure. like 20, he's like 23 or something, but it's because, of the, but it's because of like the piracy and things like that in China, from what I have seen, doesn't have like a strong like promotion. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but some of like the groups and the singers that I have seen or that I know about, I was like, oh my gosh, if their promotion was like better, then they would have like probably a little bit more popular too. I know China has that firewall and that's like a lot of it because, <laughs> you know, like they don't have YouTube, but they have their own version of YouTube. And then like the numbers on that, like equivalent to um like rihanna's like videos or you know there's like oh my gosh 300 million 300 <laughs> million views for like this video that like a lot of people aren't not even going to know about but like in china again like they're like superstars um so yeah i heard that that's like i mean I don't know the veracity, the truthfulness of this, but like this is kind of the reason why Blackpink's videos do so well is because they have fans in China, and their fans in China, I mean, they have a lot of them, and then they also do a lot of you know the whole we're going to sell out uh, entire you know rooms of like different PC cafes and stream these videos <laughs> all day mm -hmm. long, right. so. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me that they also, that their other videos are like that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is uh, like, I, 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 it definitely makes sense. And I've, and you see it kind of the influence on other markets. I mean, for example, when the NBA almost had to sever a relationship with China, <laughs> they really almost like sold out because of that whole Hong Kong situation. Um, there was this issue. And so, I think that people find themselves walking on eggshells with China because you don't want to lose that market of like, like 
um, Jay was saying, like just dedicated fans it's and huge. millions of them. Like, right. That's like, like the, the, the movie industry now in a way kind of bends to what China wants. I mean, there was like one movie where it was like Hollywood, China produced and China was like, um, you better like change all this or else we're not going to show your movie. And they changed all that stuff because, you know, your movie can flop in America, but in China that you can go number one, like you can still like get like that billion dollar status. Cause I mean, again, like China has a whole lot of people there. Mm -hmm. And even if you can get just a fraction of them to like pay attention or be interested in you, you're going to be set. Right. And like their industry industry is so new on top Mm -hmm. of that. Like it, like the way, um, when I, um, anyway, basically with China's film industry, their industry is so new. Um, and it's kind of like in the same stage that America's industry was back in like the, the fifties and the sixties, sort of like this golden age of Hollywood. And so I, I feel like because of that, they're, is a lot more consumption of like stuff that would even possibly be mediocre, you know, but like it still is heavily consumed just because it's still so new um, in the evolution of things. And and that kind of thing is happening like slowly in India and Nigeria and like a lot of other countries that don't really have a huge film industry. Um, so I don't know how we got on this topic. Wait, wait, you wouldn't, wait, okay, sorry. I know we're already off topic, but you wouldn't consider India's film industry to be a huge thing? Oh my God, I don't, I, I should have more so expanded that to say like, you, uh, like outside I, I of, outside of Bollywood? Yeah, yeah no, outside I, of I Bollywood, for sure. I shouldn't have, I should not have said it. I, I don't know why my brain said it that way. I, I was thinking of, um, Axel India, because <laughs> uh, you just mean just like in general, like, yeah, like I mean, like just um, in general, because I mean, yeah, like Bollywood is like Bollywood is like the, the either the first or second, like after the Hollywood, it's like the second biggest, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, mean, so I guess you, yeah, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, um, I, I said it the wrong way, in terms of like the moving going public next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next, uh, a trend that I have noticed specifically uh, idols becoming YouTubers so I mean this is not something that's like new to 2020 but the increase has definitely been seen and felt by me uh, so we have Jessica Land Jessica Junk Soyugi for Soyu from Sistar Produce Soren, Soren from CLC, Shiwan Chua from uh, Super Junior, Yuri's uh, Something Cooking Show, Yuri from Sonoshide, Solar Shido, I think that's how she pronounces it, which is Solar from Mamamoo, uh, Sunghoon Daehu, Sunghoon's an actor, he's so hot, uh, Bomi okay. from A <laughs> Pink, Jesse Life, Jesse, Huna, and oh ho ho, which is one ho. Oh my God. I have to say something real quick. I have to say a couple <laughs> things. Uh, number one, I did not know Super Junior was still a group. Number two, I have to say about Jesse. Did y'all see that picture that Hannah posted? <laughs> uh, or no, that video that Hannah posted of Jesse twerking? 
No, I am. I don't <laughs> want to see it. I thought you were going to say when she fell down the stairs. <laughs> no, but that is also I've funny. Seen that a million of times. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one tons of times. I haven't seen the other one. I don't think I just want to see it. Jesse's butt looks like um, it was just it didn't even move when she was twerking. I was like, girl, how your booty don't move when you twerking? Well, that's that crazy. It's just a lump of fat. <laughs> You know, that's kind of how it moves. I will say, you know what? I don't like Jesse's music. I'm not even sure if I like Jesse as a person, but her YouTube channel and her show thing that she does is actually really entertaining. It's I, really funny. I like it. I don't know. I just, I really like her show. Like, I, like uh, I will say that I do think Jesse in general is like, I've been seeing stuff about her popularity in, in Korea in particular has skyrocketed since she's been doing the I guess the YouTube and her own like appearances on like variety shows and things like that and I think that is a testament to Jessie as far as like she has a really really engaging personality and she is also someone that is very um like her personality is not uh typical of uh an idol <laughs> um yeah. or typical of like a, a korean yeah, television but, personality yeah. she's more you know kind of blunt and you know very but like the, frank but people right. like it right yeah and then i guess that's like the thing that i'm like okay with because like when the show me the money or like zico is like I want to want to say like low key trying to be funny or stuff like that, but she called him out on it and rightfully so. And then he was all like, "Wait, what did he say?" I don't know what it was because it was something like I I can't remember what it was. It was like oh, like he didn't know her or she didn't know him or something. I don't know. It was something like along those lines. And then she was like, "Are you serious?" Like that. I mean, I I forgot that whole situation. It was something like that with that situation. But I was like, I'm glad that she like said something to him, like or like, you know, in front of everyone like that, because uh, you know that shut him up. Like, I mean, he was trying to be low handed, like with his joke, quote unquote. I literally but, cannot stand Zico, so I applaud anybody who says but, anything to him. Yeah, but like, how many other like okay, not a whole lot of other like women idols would have done that. Oh, I mean, for I said, sure. It, but I mean, I was like, I mean, I'm. I mean, he tried her, and then she was like, "You coming at me sideways? Think again, <laughs> like that." Um, and I was like, "Yeah, like I like that." Or when um. She, I saw that one blog that she did with that fitness guy and stuff like that. And then she was like, where are you looking at? <laughs> she, she was like, he's like, I look, look up, <laughs> not down like that. Um, like, that's like what I like about um, her personality and things like that. Um, I would like to see more of that and less of the problematic stuff. Um, Wait, so is this targeted towards a specific person? The what? <laughs> I said, is this targeted towards a specific person? No. Oh. <laughs> no. It, no. I started to think, oh, he must be talking about somebody like specific that said these things. N- no. Like, um, like I don't remember the fitness guy's name, but like where he was looking and she was like, um, redirect your eyes. Um, but 
No, no, like the problematic thing was like, no. Um, it wasn't no like I, I, I definitely <laughs> feel like girls do get the worst end of the stick on being problematic. And I honestly, okay, I'm I'm never going to like pretend like I'm a mama moose stand or anything like that. But I'm not one of those people who like pretends like they don't have bops just because like if you compare it to like what their peer boy groups have done, it's exactly. like the same stuff. So like what right. are we doing here? Like exactly. why? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get people who do that. Um, and obviously, actually, I do. You are, it, it always comes down to like you want to screw him. And that's why like which you don't have a chance in hell, but um, even if you did, it's like, you want to be, you want to be, I don't know. It's, it's about who you're attracted to, who you're not attracted to. And honestly, I don't, part of me, is, this is me going off topic a little bit, but part of me wonders if that's like a, a deeper issue in K-pop about like how also like uh, people promote, you know, like boys are like boy groups are almost like always not taken seriously and promoted in a way so that you don't take them seriously because it's about really the visuals and not really anything of substance for the most part. Um, whereas girl groups, I feel like you, there's more of a requirement to have some sort of talent unless like you're targeted specifically towards like the uncle fans. I don't know. That's just my theory. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> I actually um, agree with that. I know we're already off topic, but I actually <laughs> agree with that. Um, just because, like, if you think about a lot of the big boy groups and you think about a lot of the big girl groups, the vocals are very uneven. Like, look at Big Bang. I mean, okay, you know what? Girl. Song, I don't know. I love boys, Big Bang. Girls are better singers than boys in general, period. Yeah. Girls no, are better singers than the better performers. They actually put work into what they're doing. They just don't roll out of bed and be like, I'm ready to sing. Or <laughs> they don't, they don't just keep making faces at the camera. <laughs> Nat, do you? Oh, yeah. Nat started. <laughs> do you, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this, but but I, I am not a guy fan. I respect <laughs> him and I respect what he does. Or whatever you want to call his song is not a bad song. But Kai's performer never does it for me. I'm sorry. He makes weird faces when he performs. And I don't know if it's because he's, he's in the he's trying moment. to be sexy. That's what it is. He's trying to be sexy. But like, sex appeal but should be thing, natural. But, but yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is like, boys can get away with doing that yeah just being subpar in general like they can get away with that and still like come out on top when you know you have the girls out here you know literally breaking their back you know going up and down the pole you know giving opera vocals and they're like um that was cute but you know what (laughs) (laughs) if a boy group had done a stripper concept like after school had done it would have been the top of the charts okay it would have had like millions and millions of views like (laughs) it would have been lit okay but because it's after school and because they're already a sexy group people didn't really take them seriously and i mean first love is not their best song but it's a really good song and what they yo the type of strength you need to move up and down the pole the way they did while singing is commendable yeah Definitely. I mean, I get on a pole after that. Honestly, I mean, I would have willing to break my kneecaps to do what they were doing. Honestly, I feel like now that we're already on topic, might as well. (laughs) I feel 
like no for boy groups get like boy groups honestly i had to like look deep within myself when i was going on my like i was listening to music at work uh, not at work i shouldn't say it that way i was working <laughs> and had music on in the background and like just like a playlist kind of how like uh nat usually has um and it was just going and going and going and that's how i discovered that i really like tomorrow by together but one thing that i like noticed is like I was like, why do I like them so much? And mm-hmm. I really think it's because like, obviously they're like a little younger. So it would be kind of like when they first debuted, it would have been very, very effed up for them to have like a sexy concept. But also one thing I noticed is like, it seems like they are, um, I don't want to say not a lot. I don't know. I, I feel like, let me shut up. I'm going to stop talking. You can I think I know where you're going with out. that, but maybe yeah. maybe that's for another day. I yeah, think I know where you're yeah. going with that. You know what? That'll be a Patreon day. episode where uh, <laughs> you know we have an underlocking key uh, because we're gonna <laughs> drop some truth bombs. But I do understand it. Look, I can admit sometimes I like things or you know, I like groups or artists because they're attractive. I can. Well, I am honestly one hundred percent. I can admit it. You know how I got into God Seven. Because Jin Young, Jackson, and JB have faces. Okay, that's how I got into God's oh, Now, I'm here for like, the music I, now, but I was not there for the music to begin with. Honestly, the only group that I would say, like the only male group that I got into where I wasn't attracted to anybody like when I first got into them would be Shiny. Because I mean, Replay, they were very young. I'm sorry, they just were. And yeah, no, also, because uh, I got into Shinwa like, I mean, I got into Shinwa like after their enlistment. And I mean, they were still attractive, but I wasn't attracted to any. I still am not attracted to any member of Shinwa. But those are the two groups that I got into where I was just like, the music is here. Like the music is what drew me in first. But see, you know? okay, well, OK, so then there's this other aspect of it. Like yeah. now that we're talking about this trend being like YouTube and everything, yeah. there's this other aspect of like getting into a group, not because of their music, but because of this like variety content. I'm going to keep it real. That's- I got into God 7 because of their variety content. Right, exactly. I mean, and I'll say like for me, like um, who was like in black? Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I could talk about them for days. But anyways. I was more of a fan because of the variety content. And I mean, that's not something that we see a lot of now. So I guess in a way, the YouTube kind of replaces that. Um, And it seems like the variety content kind of just died out as time went on. Um, Some of the shows were... hmm, Questionable. (laughs) Like, what? Counselor? People are just cooking. They're cooking food outside. Literally, that's the concept. And like these really huge pens. And it's like enough food, I personally think, to feed like an entire family, like three generations. But they're cooking it just for these idols. I really hope they're not wasting any of the food <laughs> and it's going to like the crew and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, what literally, I, I saw um, who was on Monster X was on there. They were promoting Love Killer. And I was just like, so we're just here eating food. We're eating like expensive food, like beef and like green beef and and um steak and like all the stuff i'm just it was very strange like this was literally just the show when you like even running man though really tired you know um, weekly idol super tired uh and now we have idol room which is basically weekly idol 
you know, I was about to say, not, is it just me or is that the, like the same exact concept? Well, because Kanye and the dude whose name I cannot remember, like they, I don't know if their contracts were up and they didn't want to renew it. Like the whoever was in charge didn't want to renew it. So they're like, okay, we'll go and do our own show. We made this show. I mean, so it's not like we can't just do it again. And they basically are just doing it again because everybody, all the idols go to both shows now. See, the only thing I really like about, um, that I think it, the idol room show is the uh, the three random dance and the speed dance. I don't know why that just really like my eyes stay glued to the screen. I don't know why I really like that part. Yeah, but that started on Weekly Idol. They created that concept. So when they left Weekly Idol, Weekly Idol kind of kept the whole random dance thing <laughs> because it's that show. But mm-hmm. on um, Idol Room, they do something actually much cooler. They do something where um, like they dance and then they switch parts or like there's a freeze time frame where they have to do something else. Like so they they've actually switched. Oh, that is that. really interesting. I like yeah, that. Actually, Idol Room has kept it fresh. Right. Sorry. Yeah. No, go on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say that the two dudes are problematic in the way yeah. that um, male MCs at these variety oh shows are always problematic. Um, okay. And, you know, they always kind of I'm want so girls to do ego and, you know, all the other yeah. stuff. But back oh. to the YouTube content. I, I, do I, yeah. I do agree that. Uh, honestly, okay, uh-huh. so what do you have to, what do you think about the whole YouTube trend? Um, I think that the idol has to be really, they have to be interesting enough and stuff like that. And I guess do something. Um, how can I put this? Um, they just have to bring like their own spin to things. Like if they're going to do like mukbangs or makeup or just talk about or like the vlogging in general. Like they have to make it their own, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I mean, there's a lot of idols. And, you know, if they see like, oh, through YouTube, I can like make a career for myself or like bring more attention to my group they have to you know bring something to the table because otherwise it's gonna be like why am i watching this idol when i can watch like i guess a regular youtuber or somebody else well the thing is that you're going into it like you really like the idol right you're not like instead of looking for somebody that's totally new like <laughs> you're, you're gonna go like you like Wanho you're gonna see what that's the bring right and if, but not like, everybody's gonna like, know I wouldn't even want to do that because like I feel like that would make me stop liking the idol but not yeah. everybody's gonna know like not everybody knows all those idols like some of the people that you name like I was like who's that like <laughs> I was like I don't know who that is I know the group, but like, but like, I can't pick, I wouldn't be able to pick them out and be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so from this group. I, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, you know, not everybody that's going to see that idol on YouTube is going to know that they're in a group or they're a singer. They just be like, oh, this is just a person that vlogs. Hmm. Like, oh, they're in a group. Um, but but Nat, two- yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, you can go on. No. Uh, I was going to say, Nat, I, I do see where you're coming from. Like, I don't think that I would intentionally watch something like unless it had like a cool or clever like premise. You know what I mean? Like like those history videos or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go out of my way to watch a YouTuber that I didn't already like kind of know from something else. So I kind of see where you're coming from. But I also see where Jay's coming from to where like sometimes like you just stumble upon stuff and you don't know who the person is. Um 
And yeah, I no, can absolutely. see that. I can see that happening with like when you when we talked about like Jesse earlier. Like I can see that happening with her because I don't. My first thought isn't that she's like an artist or an entertainer when I see her. I think she's. I, I actually Jesse gives me ABG vibes. Do y'all know what that is? No. Asian baby girl. Mm. What? <laughs> you never heard of that? It's no. Basically, it's basically like the like. It's basically just like almost like a IG body, like an Instagram model. Uh, okay. but like Asian, yeah. and probably dates black guys and listens to rap music and has tattoos. So you can. Put I it definitely can see that. I will say though, like. Some I, some of these idols do try to do things that are a little bit different, but honestly, it's it's like one of I don't know maybe five things: dieting, makeup, skincare, Pilates. Because Pilates has been a huge trend this year in in Korea. Everybody and their mom. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know why. Like I was watching Wanho do Pilates. It was hilarious, but also like. Um, I don't know. It kind of made me want to find a Pilates instructor. I don't know. That subliminal stuff, words, that subliminal stuff is like, it works. I got to say that. That's power. That's that self power. It works. It actually works. They they had me listen up Pilates in Toronto. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? That's power. I'm going to talk about you would take a shower after coming in the house, but you're going to intentionally go do Pilates. Oh, not right now. This would be for oh. when when she's gonna go in one who's back there. I see what you try to do, girl. <laughs> and Secure honestly, that bag. <laughs> the way it works is that you I take one who's not attractive, and you come home and then you shower. You don't shower at the gym because it's gross. But oh, anyway, oh god, no. Yes. Yeah, anyway, I heard what you say, and I agree. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe we'll do like a thought. You know, sexy <laughs> list or something like that from K-pop. One of these days, I think that would be a fun episode. You know what? Oh my okay. god! Now that we had that whole conversation, <laughs> we sure are. I, I know we are. Uh, now, but now that we had that whole conversation, I will say that, like, if of age, I do not mind a sexy concept. Like, I don't no. see the problem with it. If of age, and I don't, I also don't mind like the whole doing sexy things on the internet. Like, if uh, okay, that sounds. <laughs> I just realized that's not like OnlyFans for a second, um, which also don't mind, like get your money. But um, I guess what I mean is like uh, when we were talking about variety content and stuff, I don't mind it if you're of age and like you're attractive. I, I'm going to say this. I don't need to see Wanho do Pilates. I'm sure that there are many people who do. And I'll be very honest with you. I thought it was really funny to watch because he's like so thick. And he was trying to do like these flexible moves and it just wasn't working out. It just wasn't. So I thought it was funny, but I can see some people who think it's it's like softcore porn. I don't know. Oh no, I didn't think of it that way. I just okay. meant like in general, like uh when we talk about idol reality content, like certain things like I just don't know that I if it's funny, okay. But like I don't know. I feel like a lot of these YouTubers and idols turn YouTubers, they kind of fall into that like vlogging YouTubers. Like, you know, that um, that big family on YouTube, that Ace Family people like oh what kind of like I don't really understand your content. Like, 
what are you how is this adding value me watching you give birth to children and then like um buy new houses like i I don't know it's just not funny it's like aspirational i think for some people like it's um i think it's on one hand i think for some people it's comforting and then on another hand some people look at it as like an aspirational thing you know with all the asian asian men black women like couples on youtube like that being a big thing like it's a it's a vicarious like people live vicariously through these people exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense actually i don't know why (laughs) i don't even know why i question it now that ash explained it like that because even in k-pop go ahead no you can you, you can finish and then i'll say it Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, even in, like, K-pop in general, people live vicariously through their biases. But what were you going to say? Ash, I'm glad you said that, because, like, think about the real world when it first was going on. Think about it. Like, why were we we watching it? Why were we entertained by it? I like the fights. Exactly. (laughs) It's the same same thing. Make avocado? Hell yeah, I watched that. Oh my gosh. Give me some popcorn and soda. I am set for the night because I know I'm going to be entertained with the drama and all that stuff. It's the same thing. It's like we're getting that, but through the laptop computer as opposed to the TV. That's the thing that with vlogging is kind of interesting or like, oh, or like, Ask like you were saying, like we're living vicariously through someone. Like you know, it's like, oh, my life sucks so bad. <laughs> just general, just something that people would say. Not saying that I'm like. <laughs> Maybe cut that out. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but we're not saying people, that everybody who watches is their life sucks or anything, because that's right, not true. They're just like, but they're just like they want to, I guess, see something different in their own life or like. I guess in a way be entertained and so they're like oh i'm gonna watch somebody else you know or so and so you know is like you know they're working out and going all these fancy places you know i'm gonna watch them you know do that and ask like you were saying like be aspirational for them to like maybe do that kind of thing um i would say i see a little bit more of that on instagram but instagram Mm, can be toxic but like you know, you follow certain people that I guess like you're interested in or like you feel that they're doing interesting things and you're like, oh, I wish I can do that. Or like, how can I get to like where they're at? Um, But again, there's all that glitters isn't gold. I'll say that. that. Everything that you're saying, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if this is from the Bible or if it was um, a writing prompt request for, uh, a science fiction story not saying the bible is science you know what i mean um and it was saying something like um how if you're if you're like immortal or if you're like god right how can you ever be happy with anything because you can have everything right mm-hmm. and or you've been able to experience everything right and like somebody said um well you would basically you create another person and then you would make them experience, like take them through all of the things you experience so that you can live it for the first time, like relive it again, like Mm -hmm. that first moment. Right. So I don't know. That was probably an overcomplicated way of saying we like to uh, watch people experience things that we maybe have experienced as well. So like it could be a other side to it, like um, reaction videos. That's like Mm -hmm. a big thing. Right. Right. And it's because when you first watched it, you either loved it or hated it or whatever. And you want to see what other people feel about it. And it's it's that feeling of like uh, 
having your first experience all over again. Right. But it's because you can't ever do it the first you can't ever do something for the first time twice. But if you do it with somebody else, then it kind of is like doing it for the first time twice. Right. So I can kind of see the appeal of it from that end. But um, with that being said, I do think that, you know, we had a very fruitful discussion on um, YouTube content and how it's a trend and how we feel about the trend. Um, and I'm curious to see what's next. Right. And the yeah. other thing I want to say, it was, it was what you said, Nat, about like the topics that people choose. And I think yep. like people, you know, are going to go with kind of what sells. They're going to know like, okay, Pilates is real big right now. So I'm going to do that because that's going to get me like the most attention with like the least amount of effort or like requirements that I have to do. Same thing with dieting. There's all these kind of diets. I mean, I follow like i uh, like do like a lot of yoga there's like a bajillion like different people doing yoga and i was like we're all doing the same downward dog like okay there's too much right but i guess think that's the thing where i've seen about the variety because yeah everybody's doing the same sun salutation but i may like this how this person does it like how they like set up how they have their like studio set up or like their like philosophy like you know do they like go a little bit you know just power through it do they take their time i think it's those kind of differences i guess of like what people gravitate towards their preferences that that's why there's there can be so much um variety or like different people making that same kind of content quote unquote um yeah but you're like spot on about what you listen to. <laughs> like those five things and that's kind of it. But I would say too, and they like add something to that. So, you know, they like Pilates, but they're like into um, like playing piano. That's something different. You know, how many people are doing those kind of things, you know, and like that's the kind of variety that I feel that um, people can find their own kind of lane in um, like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Yes, I definitely agree. I will say that the best out of all of those is probably Cold Time, um, with his, which is Nicole Jung. Nicole Jung used to be on Kara. Um, her YouTube is actually one of my favorites, mostly because she just really likes to drink. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel seen sometimes when I watch it, but... Uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, enjoy it. I know i really like nicole i really like her channel obviously jessica i love her i watch every episode and i she's gonna be opening shout out to jessica jung new york times bestseller jessica jung who's also opening the flagship store of like nuclear in korea this month so congrats and yeah we'll get to the next topic so the next topic is going to be online concerts and virtual fan meets now uh, i will admit it's a no for me for any of these things so i don't know what you guys have to add but i i pretty much anytime i see that they want to charge me for something i'm like it'll be on youtube in like three months so i'm good right. Does anyone <laughs> know oh go ahead <laughs> no 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 you can go Oh, I was just going to ask, did anyone know anyone or did anyone like keep track of like when KCON did that whole virtual thing, like what exactly they did or how that turned out? Like, I didn't really hear much. I feel like it just kind of came and went. I didn't even know it went. I just thought (laughs) I heard about it, but I didn't know that it happened. Um, Yeah, I don't know how it turned out. I know that like different 
I've heard about different companies doing the virtual concerts and I know like um, SM kind of like spearheaded it. They were kind of the first people to jump on it um, and they did pretty decently. I mean, it wasn't, it was better than what they would uh, do in one concert, right? T- tour, uh, one concert date, but it wasn't better than they would do in like a whole tour, obviously. So, um, but then you have like other companies that did it and they killed it. Also, oh my God, I'm so mad. Okay, kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. <laughs> did y'all did y'all hear that NCT Dream got arrested? <laughs> like the whole the whole group got arrested. Oh yeah, because oh, they didn't have their visas or whatever. <laughs> that was so. What? Where wait, where were they? I'm so confused. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they got arrested in Chile because they didn't have like their work permits. Right. They Why went to they Chile to do it because they were doing. You know how SM does their SM family concerts, and one of their dates, I guess, is in Chile. So they went to Chile and in, um, in the Rona era. I'm pretty sure it was in the Rona era. You know, some of these people don't care. Yeah, um, and SM really don't care. But <laughs> they got arrested and um they was like taking selfies and stuff. Like they thought that I I don't know if they thought that like um you know how you I don't think they were gonna mugshot anything, but you know how like the police come or whatever. I don't know. I've never been arrested. So I really don't know. But um going based on what I see on TV, the police come or whatever. And like they thought that they were like fans i guess i don't know it was just very strange but it was the funniest thing i've seen probably all year so we have to watch that but um i say all that to say um, sm is still doing in-person concerts i believe i believe that that was an in-person concept concert in 2020 so i am like kind of confused like what are the stipulations? Like, what are the travel stipulations? And, you know, are they, are people just not following it or is it, you know what I mean? Is it not enforced? I mean, I would think that every country would be different. I mean, obviously different countries are dealing with the coronavirus differently. So if another country maybe has more lax you know, has less restrictions, I guess they could be like, oh, we can go there and, you know, perform. Right. But I mean, like specifically in Korea, like with with them coming Uh, back to Korea and like being allowed kind of out of their country, like. I I mean, I know that they're not doing as badly as, as North America. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's okay. You can say America. But you know that, but you know that they're, um, they, they did have like a, Right. The thing with idols like having Corona and then taking it to Inkigayo, which is a whole other question. Like, why is Inkigayo still in person? I mean, obviously the fans aren't there, but it's still staff. There's a bunch of idols. And you know, these idols be around people. You don't know what they do in their off time. It's just a bit. And then you don't test. That's one thing that I can say. Like, I really applaud the, the NBA is like they test every everybody who are coming in and out of that bubble every time you left you got tested so it's just very strange to me that like they didn't test idols for ikigayo yeah so bido seems from uptension seems to have been the spreader the super spreader because everybody who met up with that guy got it like um hopefully everybody is you know testing themselves and there has been a lot of negatives but we also know there's been a lot of positives as well so uh, sending a lot of love to these people. Hope because Rona's not a joke. But right. yeah, I, that's why I was really yeah. surprised about the whole idea of I, them going to Chile to 
in person to do a tour that should have been canceled because Korea's Korea's numbers are still pretty high. Like, yeah, it's not like it went away in Korea. No, no. And I've seen like on like the forums and stuff like that, Korean citizens are saying we need to go to the next level. We need to just lock everything down uh, because the numbers are not going down and, and it's not safe. For people to be out and about like this so for sm to be out there like that's crazy because they could just have virtual concerts they have like every company they did it they before ends like they don't need to be there in person in this country like it doesn't make any sense to me and on top of that they have to be on the plane are they sure that the plane like the pilot and the oh i've seen pictures I've seen pictures of like Karen's getting on planes and like no mask coughing all over the place like it's just I don't I would be afraid to be on a plane right now. And I get that some people have to do it, but why you start right. busting out laughing? Oh my gosh, because this is just like eh, it's stuff. I, I do think that the whole trend of online concerts, I think that it's a good thing because we're in the pandemic. I don't I don't mind it, you know. I'm not I think that there can be things that are worth the money, right? Um there is something to be said, like the reason why we go to concerts, though, it's like the experience of being there for me, at least personally. Um, when I go to concerts, I lo- it's like the energy, something about the energy that you get from being around like your favorite artists. And um, I mean, depending on where your seats are, I guess. Um, and being around other like minded people who like that same music and then you're all kind of just like joined together. It's almost like a familial feeling almost um, that I really enjoy. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't get that from, you know, virtual concerts. And I'm not saying that virtual concerts are a bad thing. I just, I'm just saying that like uh, you would have to come with something very special to uh, if you, if you can't replicate that feeling, you're going to have to like um, try to replace that feeling, you know? Uh, So, Go ahead. Yeah, I guess that's the, like, for me, like, I really haven't gone to that many concerts. So, I, like, a lot of my experiences, like, to me, like, the online concerts are kind of like the DVDs of the concert. So, for whatever reason, like, okay, a lot of it was, like, money or, like, timing that I couldn't go to any of the concerts. But, um, you know, like, when they had their DVD, then I would, then that's, like, my experience with it. And, mm-hmm. um I like it for like the replay value <laughs> too. Yeah. And also like, I hope that they kind of like, like you were saying, like they do something different for the concert. Like I really like, like when they remix their songs or they like putting the tempo or somewhat of like the, they put effort into their outfits. I mean, it's pretty obvious to tell when they do and they don't like, those are the kind of things that I like to see in the concert i mean i guess for me it's like less likely of actually having that kind of in-person experience um i guess i kind of don't prefer that because it's just like that large of a crowd and like getting there and leaving and it's kind of that's not the fun part the actual concert's the fun part <laughs> that's the fun part all that stuff before and after is not fun but you know like watching it online you don't got to deal with that um so I like that aspect of it and like Nat, like you were saying too, like in a way, like why am I going to pay for it when they're going to put it on YouTube like three months later? Um, that's true, I guess. <laughs> that is true. Like that, but even before now that was happening, 
company too, like almost any live performance, you know, if you wait, I won't say the time frame usually, but if you wait long enough, it'll pop up online and you can watch it there for for free. Um, So I really don't see how things are different now. I guess like the pricing would be if it's like really like, way above of what it if you're charging more than ten dollars if you're charging more than ten dollars for online concert ticket uh yeah no that's okay you can keep that um and also i don't like uh i'm just saying i don't know if ten dollars is gonna i don't know if that ten dollars is gonna support the bandwidth because you know i think that's probably like maybe a way why they're so expensive is because to handle all that traffic I don't know. I feel like ten dollars a person. I mean, but I, I mean, but I don't know. Maybe ten dollars is enough that they should be charging for. People. I don't know. But, I mean, Look, but then I'm again, not a, well, I will say okay. that I'm not a complete person. So. Uh, on this, and I looked at Dreamcatcher, who had an online streaming concert in July. So their basic concert ticket was fourteen ninety nine, which I think is quite reasonable. Yeah, that's but very they have, reasonable. Like, a VVIP for ninety nine ninety nine. So merch for it. Do they send so they send you a merch box? Do they send you like uh free state? Well, you know what? what? Let me see if I can That's find you can, get a, you can get a virtual high touch with the Instagram live. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> They would wow. not like me as a fan. <laughs> if you're not sending you're me a case me? of steaks, send me a case of well, steaks. Exactly. Okay, so they had a second concert online and they had pretty reasonable, like this pretty comparable pricing, except the VVIP is 100, it was $119. Girl, what are you getting? Are you getting, getting one the of the live? Expa AIs? So you're getting live video on okay. demand. So you can go back okay. to it. Merch bundle plus live soundtrack plus exclusive photo card set. Okay, pause real quick. So the video on demand, that's going that's basically YouTube. So yeah. that ain't that's not a perk. And then you said merch bundle. Okay, that's fair. And then What's you said in the merch. Yeah, so yeah. it would be like a hundred dollar value. Well, I don't know. Let's see if it does a breakdown of the merch bundle. I think it might include a hoodie, a ball cap, the photo card set, maybe. So yeah, that would probably that's it no a hoodie yeah. bar, unless you're buying it from a uh, team wang jackson wang's uh fashion line a hoodie and a ball cap does not cost a hundred dollars do they have an you online store ready? when they sorry i'm sorry what jackson, <laughs> did you have the... sorry, didn't team wang have that thing with was it fendi or prada i think it was a fendi it was yeah. fendi yeah so and he he's the only idol i know that like actively charges his prices are crazy like they're exorbitant to me but they're gonna pay for him yeah oh for sure especially i mean come on now like he has a huge chinese fan base too um but oh my god i'm on the site sorry (laughs) no i'm just saying like i can't imagine a world where a hoodie in a in a ball cap I don't know. Like, what are you guys? People, people will pay for that. My thing is, I guess, is like with these online concerts, is if they do, are they still going to have like, well, I mean, now it would be like the online store where you can buy the merch separately? Right. Or is it like exclusive? Like 
you pay the VIP and you get this exclusive gear that you can't buy any other way. Yeah, is that, is that, I mean, cause then I can understand somewhat of paying the price, but I mean, I will say, you know, the concerts that I have gone, like the t-shirts will be like $50. I'm like, you're out your mm. mind. I mean, I got, what was it? I got like a pencil pouch because that was twenty dollars and a photo and like a little photo. That's what I got because that was what I was going to pay for. I feel like I think the 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 most expensive merch that I've seen at a concert in terms of like let's say like a t shirt like maybe thirty five dollars. But then again, I like the only concerts I've really been to have been like super mainstream artists to the point where I don't even think they need to charge that much because they're going to have so many people buying it anyway that it's going to even out in the end. Well, yeah. I saw, well, it was Janet Jackson. So, oh, I mean, okay. you know, she deserves. You, you, yeah, you, and too, you better see her when, when you can, because once yeah. she starts canceling them dates, <laughs> go and, but, You know what? I'm lining baby Issa's pockets, like, period. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So That's online did y'all, oh, speaking of, did y'all hear their whole thing about? Uh, did y'all see that? This is this is a way off topic, but I have to say, there was this whole thing saying like, how come you've never seen anybody in real life wearing Ivy Park? Like, it's always this celebrities true, who get it for free. Okay? This is true. I am. That's like what the house of Darion. It's it's that's also true. I have never seen House of Darion. No, no I will say I have I seen people wear Darion. I've huh? seen people wear jeans because really? at the, the jeans, yeah. the jeans were like some of the only jeans on the market that fit well, for curvy, like, curvy women. So, yeah, I will admit I have seen the jeans, but Ivy Park. I mean, I've seen it in the store. I've even tried it on, but I've never actually seen anybody in real life. Ever? I haven't even seen it in the store. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and plus the fact that like all these celebrities, like they're getting these special gift sets from Beyonce. <laughs> And I'm just like, is this even like a real clothing? Is this money laundering for Jay and Beyonce? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, we know Jay-Z's past, so. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Online concerts. So, okay. Before we end this topic, this very fun topic, is there any group that you would pay to see online? In black. Shiny. Ash? Kira. What? Actually, oh, sorry. You know. Who would you, is there a group or artist or idol artist that you would see, that you would pay to see online in one of these online concerts? Honestly, no. I mean, not now. I mean, maybe in the past, some of the second gen, I might. Maybe if there was like a, you know, one of those like, you know, SM Town or YG Family concerts yeah. from back in like second gen where you had different artists performing together or a different, I mean, it would never happen, but like a, oh. a just a general K pop concert where you had different artists from different companies performing. Um, but now there's not anyone I really feel like <laughs> I would want to shell out money for. Um, <laughs> I've seen some of them in person and I'm just like, Okay. okay you know what yeah, okay you know what yeah i kind of i want to take my answer back <laughs> yeah me too yeah and everybody's mind here no but here's the thing here's the thing that ash touching on i think we I, I may have mentioned it before is that they kind of do the same thing that they do at the music shows that, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of like what jimmy was saying like they don't like where's that kind of 
what's new, the new it, yeah, aspect? Yeah, yeah, like what's a new aspect of it? And two, I guess this is something that I guess I noticed this year is like when they perform the song, like it's just a song. That's it. They stand over, yeah, they stand and they wait for the next song to start. There's like no transition, no kind of like I guess fluidity to like the songs that I guess like with Western artists that I see, like um and I guess I'm never going to shut up about this Janet Jackson concert. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she performed hit after hit after hit. After Their songs hit, were transitioning yeah. into one another. They were blended. You know, she was on stage like for a lot of it. I mean, I, I mean, but I can like give her some slack to, um, you know, like that. But when she was on stage, I mean, you know, she was there, you know, and it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to perform. What have you done for you? What have you done for me lately? Then the song ends, and then we're gonna wait for control to start. And then when that song ends, then like there was like no kind of like awkward silent transition breaks between the songs. It was just like bam, 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 you know. Also, but but, but that's like the thing that I don't see like with K-pop. And I mean, the concert doesn't have to be any kind of storyline or anything like that. I mean, there's some concerts from like Western artists that I have seen like where each section of the concert is a whole totally different concept for the one before like, yeah. be like singing a ballad in one section and the next one they're like in outer space like flipping around like it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense in that kind of way like that but it's just like with k-pop like they're just like an extended version of them being on Music Bank, <laughs> basically yeah well, you <laughs> like, know what that you've seen 155 million times right. And, well, also, and too, I have to say, I I get having a backing track um, in a live <laughs> performance, yes. but when it's like recorded or like like something like I don't know, I just don't like it. Like when I try to watch some of those online concerts and there the backing track is louder than the vocals, it's like, what's the point? It's like it's a virtual concert, so I'm not getting that full concert experience. On top of that, you probably aren't, aren't even doing the regular choreo. You're just like standing there because you can kind of get away with it in a virtual concert. And then on top of that, it's just like I, I don't I can't even hear you. That's the thing. Like, it's so strange. They'll put the backing track. Is I might as well watch the music video. Mm-hmm. It's no different. Right. Exactly. The K-pop experience is found mostly in the music video. That okay. is where they look the best. That is where they sound the best. And that is where everything is perfect. It's not these NBC, you know, whatever live performances. It's not them on the Today Show. It's not. It's not even them in concert for the. But most honestly, part. like at least with the, when they're on the Today Show, like one thing I noticed is when Twice was on uh, the Late Show or whatever they did. Um, I watched the performance and I actually thought it was pretty good. And I thought it was like a cut above what I've seen them done do on the past on like Korean, you know, music shows. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know it's not like a super super fancy camera work and like it's not overproduced like you don't you know the backing track is not usually louder it's there but it's not louder than you it's just something about the way those like late night talk shows do things it's just you gonna have to perform this song and Uh, also be exposed yeah sounded pre-recorded honestly like (laughs) like they re-recorded the song so it sounded live live okay yeah Girl Generation did that oh, a lot. But anyways, yeah. yes, I, I I, guess my answer to that would be if Big Bang were to do a concert tomorrow, I would pay for it. 
not gonna lie. Uh, Girl, my she- brain thought you said big hit, and I was like, whoa, Nat, she's there. Who got you? Yeah, no. But, you know what? Then you would yeah. really let aliens have gotten me. But anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> Big Bang, <laughs> Jinwa, uh, maybe Jessica. I think those would be like the three artists groups, whatever that would that could get me to pay the the fifteen dollars. Okay, like not not the ninety nine dollars. No, 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 no. I it would be that is rich. <laughs> it would be the fifteen dollars, and that would be it. But yes, yeah, so I think we've had a very fun conversation. Yes, we, we need to actually stay on break. topic for these last ones. So let's yes. let's take a break. Hey guys, it's Nat. Make sure to check out all of our exclusive Nyan content available only at Nyan Edizens on Patreon. Each week, we'll be hosting new and exciting content such as album reviews, special episodes, live streams, and much, much more. Stay tuned to Nyan Edizens on Patreon for more. That's N-Y-A-N Edizens. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back. So the next trend uh, that I personally noticed, I don't know about you guys, but I noticed that U.S. promotions on the late shows and the morning shows are very like I I sort of expect them now uh, more so than I would have in the past. Even twice going on, I think that was the first time for them. I kind of just expected them to get on the train and just like do what everybody else was doing. So it didn't really surprise me as much. It was like, why did it take them so long to do it? Uh, so that's sort of a trend that I've noticed for 2020. What about you guys? No, I've noticed that for sure. Um, in terms of American promotions, uh, I guess we, we kind of skip one, but in terms of American promotions, um, being more normalized. And I think, uh, that the natural, uh, way that we can see that is in the English releases, um, because there's, I don't want to say it's because they're promoting in America that they're releasing English songs, but that really is what it comes down to. I mean, obviously BTS wants a Grammy, obviously, you know, these other groups, I've heard a lot of groups wanting to be on billboard, wanting to do this, that, and the other. And that comes with, you know, promoting in English. Um, even if you can't physically come to America, there's a lot of like, and we talk about the talk shows, but one thing that I feel like we don't talk about a lot is like these little internet, like, um, hubs, like a uh, Buzzfeed, like you, you see the, those like Buzzfeed videos or like Esquire, um, these different publications and, um, media companies, uh, that have YouTube channels or like Twitter ask, you know, or uh, Reddit, ask me anything, you Cosmo. know, like I've yeah. seen a lot of them. Yeah. And Tumblr and like it'll be like 15 things with like I just recently watched one where um TXT did uh Jipper Drop and it was basically about fashion trends and it was through like I think it was Cosmo or something like that. So these little mini snippets, or like, I would be very shocked. Has what group was it that did um genius? Do you guys remember what? that? There was a group that did a genius video no. lyric breakdown. Was it Monster X or God Seven? K-pop genius a lyric explanation. Or was it Icon? Well, no, Icon is. Oh, NCT. NCT. So, well, that was late last year, but still, like, that's not really... Stray Kids did one, too. Oh. Tiffany? Oh, that was in 2018. 
Wait, what do you do with this game? Is it that you have to like find the song from a No, it's not a game. So like oh. Genius brings on different artists to basically explain the lyrics to their songs, which in K-pop is a joke. But um <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do and they've done it and like huge artists have been on here like Billie Eilish was on there uh SZA I believe um like lots of artists have gone on this little show and uh Stray Kids and NCT 127 went on there to explain the lyrics to their songs which I mean Why? Mark yeah Mark can barely say that it has to do with sex so I don't know yeah <laughs> I, it was it a good idea no was it an idea? Yes. So, I mean, we talk about them going on the shows and performing, but they're also just doing like the American um, media circuit. Like, you know, when when our, when um, American artists and actors, when they're promoting things, they don't just like perform. They also like do these little interviews and like uh, questionnaires and, you know, these kind of things. So, it, and, and the reason why I agree with Nat that it's becoming more normalized is, like I said, once I saw Twice doing it, I knew that it was either the end of the world or it was becoming more normalized. Because I didn't think I would ever see Twice doing any American promotions. That's just not their demographic. There's not a lot of groups that that can happen to. Like I don't, I don't think enough groups yeah. have that type of music and that type of stage presence and that type of like ability like you know what i mean for people to be like right. oh yeah this is for me i mean but but even then like i guess it like there has been like some i guess some like western artists at least that have gone on like good morning america and like done like their meet like the like i don't even think they to, get like, popular right yeah so i was like who <laughs> is this or like what they were singing like okay it wasn't any better or worse than what's out there already so i'm kind of like huh. um like with the english releases um okay like for nct so they did like for regular they had like the korean version and the english version um yeah. i listen to the english version more because i understand <laughs> you know what the lyrics Honestly, the english version is better than me i'm gonna just keep it uh, the, 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 i mean i mean i guess like we with um k-pop in general like i mean i really don't know the language and you know i like look to the english trans translations to know like what the song is about um there's some songs that I listen to like the English cover, but it's dependent on like the lyrics, because uh, like some of the Eng like the English covers in general that I hear, like the Dynamite, lyrics, you might as well not even listen to it. Like the it's like, I guess in a way I kind of don't want English releases because of like the lyrics. For, like a lot, yeah, like a lot of the times, like it's just like. Why would you say that? I mean, I guess I don't know. That might come from like what you my, ain't falling to the top, LeBron. You didn't have your cup I of milk, ding dong. You're not trying. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I guess it's it's like, boom, boom, boom. Oh my god! <laughs> me, me writing Every a song does that. Oh my gosh! Like me writing a song that's not like I was like why why would you write it like why would you and I mean like with like it doesn't have to be word for word like the English version or release doesn't have to be word for word or match exactly to like the Korean version 
I mean, I know, like same for NCT. NCT, the English version was like dirty and nasty and all sorts of adjectives. But then like the Korean version was like, we love Jesus. Yes, we do. It was very, very shocking. I don't know how the same song can just be so different in two languages. But I I think that you don't want to translate the Korean because it's just not going to translate well. Right, right. I'm kind of interested then in some way because they do have to have Japanese releases. So like this is not really something new. It's it's you know they're going into a new market. I mean, Super Junior is very popular in South America. They were a Latin pop band for a while, you know. Like so, it's kind of just like on the trend, I guess. In terms Once of again, and that up here surprising me that Super Junior is still a group. Yeah, they just they are not like, going anywhere. You need to maybe like twelfth or thirteenth anniversary or something like that. And they have like this whole rollout that they're doing of like songs and that they're dropping and like I don't know. They are not going it, anywhere. Oh no, no, they're not. They're never they just won an award at whatever award show. Was it the Asian Awards? Um the Asian artist award you mean the like, bootleg award show? Yeah, whatever. They got like yes. yes. Artists of like all around artists, artists of the decade, some so like it was like one of those awards that's not real. Like it's not, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's, not it's like they made it just for Super Junior because they were there. Yeah. Because um, they wanted to give, you know, a senior group, I guess, something. So that's what they gave, they gave them. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, it's, I don't mind English releases, is kind of where I'm going with this. I don't. I, feel I don't like either. English releases are fine. Um, you know, honestly, sometimes they're better than the Korean version. Sometimes they're not. It really just depends. It's like when Blackpink does those Japanese releases and Lisa writes the English rap. They're bad. Oh, you know, like they are bad. <laughs> you yeah. Don't want that. So you're gonna listen to the Korean version and not the Japanese vers- version. You know, of, of whistle or whatever because you just don't want to hear that. But if I'm gonna listen. I'm listening to it in English because I want to hear whoever his name is say I want to make a clap because I think that's you know really funny if he really does see a clap he's going to have a heart attack (laughs) he's going to be scared he's going to cry he's like what is going on yeah and in some cases some cases you get people creating the best music of their lives in other languages like I mean Monster X Monster X did themselves I've never their music has never been as good as it was on All About Love. All About Love is an excellent English. It's an excellent album. It's not even just an excellent English album. It's an excellent yeah. album. It is one of the strongest albums this year. And that's their debut English album. And the vibe is different. The style is different. I like that they were able to do something different. They had like their main rapper is like one of their lead singers on their English music. Like that's insane to me, but it works very well. And it's the same thing with girls generation and what they were able to do with their Japanese music. It was more mature. It was sexy. It was fun. They were able to go places. They were not allowed to, they were so confined in Korea in like, you know, like (laughs) you were spilling some hot tea. Yeah. (laughs) You are spending some hot tea. I think that, like, as I said, I don't really mind it, but I so I also really like it when people find new new musicality, new musical colors, maybe of themselves when they go into these new markets and they're able to sort of reinvent themselves and try something new. And so I'm I'm excited. I'm kind of like I don't really care. Like personally, 
if if they're going to be performing on the Today Show or whatever, I mean, for the most part, I'll, I'll catch it when I catch it. I'm not staying up. I'm not, you know, like it de- would depend on the artist for me to care to be there live. But I am happy that they're able to branch out into different places and try new things. Hmm. I can't believe Taeyong levels up every year. Does he? I mean, girl, really stop it. You are really trying it. But does Taehyung, he? Taehyung is the most gorgeous I don't even know. Hip-hop. Really? Yes. He was all there for a little bit. So. Objectively, yeah. he is. He looks like a painting. Now, how did you go from saying that he is a masterpiece to turn around and saying, uh, oh, you know who I thought you were talking about? That dude from um, NT Taehyung. I don't know why I thought you that's what you were talking about. Oh, you're talking about V. Okay. Yeah, V from BTS. Okay, then I agree. He is he should be painted. (laughs) I thought you were talking about someone else. I'm sorry. I uh, you know what I I thought you were talking about NCT Taeyong. That's what I thought you were talking about. Their names are See, this is why we listen to the English releases because we (laughs) (laughs) their names are different. NCT, his his name is Taeyong. See BTS, his name is Taeyong. Honestly, like it wasn't even really the pronunciation. It was more that I think of him as V. I don't think of him as his name. I oh, think his name. name. So that's why I, I know that. Though I, I said you were talking about NCT before, so I just connected them automatically. That's kind of a trend, yeah. though, of 20, uh, 2020. People, uh, idols, like not being so adamant about their stage name. Like idols just kind of answering to anything. So <laughs> yeah. that's kind of a trend. Oh, there's also another trend that I. I need we need to add to the list. So we talked about English promotions. They're great. Ash, did you say what you thought about them before we move on? Um, I probably don't have anything different to add that you guys haven't already said. I mean, English promotions are what they are. I I've I don't have a problem with them. I mean, some people, I mean, now with everyone pushing into America or trying to promote in America like there's a weird thing where you've got like international fans and Korean fans battling because you know like one group is from doing English music and they're you know not paying enough attention to their Korean work or whatever but I mean in general I do think that when idols get to do like foreign like music in foreign countries like Nat said it does tend to be different in a better way because they tend to get to kind of step out of their box so yeah okay cool 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 well I mean we talked a lot about idols um in America and we also talked about like the different influences of music and where music is going and this that and the other um, and it, and we talked about, you know, the 70s influence on the music specifically. But one thing I've also noticed um, is this growing trend towards girl groups creating straight up noise. Like, I've never seen this sort of phenomenon before, like with girl groups. It's usually boy groups that create noise. But for some reason, girl groups are like following in those footsteps. And I don't really understand it. Uh, and the p- most prime example I can think of is Luna, though I do think Itzy makes a lot of noise. Um, I think, <laughs> honestly, Red Velvet is so strange. Like one track, it's like, oh, this is nice, coherent, decent. And then the next track is like really bad boy. So even though that's not 2020, 
it's just giving you an example of what I mean by saying like girl groups kind of trending towards making noise. Uh, also, Blackpink, that is like the best example of like a girl group or one of the best examples of a girl group making noise. I really don't know what their last album was. It, it was a lot of the same song with a lot of the same choreography, but louder and worse. They only have one good song on that album. So what do you guys think about, do you guys see this trend as well? Is this just something that like only I'm seeing like, oh, why is, why are girl groups starting to sound more and more like deep fried NCT tracks? Um, or do you guys see this trend as well? What is defined as the noise or like what song would you consider to, to be noise? Resonance. <laughs> That's noise. Um, even though I know it's a, sort of a mashup. So if I'm being more fair, kick it is noise. NCT kick it. it okay. Definitely. That's like, straight up noise. I would say that I do agree with that though. Uh, like in terms of like Luna, for whatever reason, after Luna started doing those, those cover those dance covers, it was like, they flipped the switch and they went from high high and butterfly to what was it now what or like that that's terrible so what yeah, yeah. It, like i think they it's like ever since they noticed that for some reason i well i get why because they were their performances of boy group dances are pretty impressive so i think people ever since people saw that and they were really popular, I think they thought, oh, this must be our calling. And it's like, just because right. you're good at covering something doesn't mean that that's your lane. Yeah, and absolutely. And now look at that. They had to release Star as a special video. And that's clearly the song that everybody prefers. Like nobody, <laughs> I can't even remember what the title track was for this album, okay? No, it's bad. Like it's, yeah. it sounds like NCT. Yeah. And that is an insult. It's definitely not a lane for them. I'm happy, though, that even though uh, G-Friend is technically, I guess, a part of Big Hit now, that even though there are some similarities with how Big Hit produces music there, uh, they did not go, uh, you know, BTS light route or anything like that in terms of, like, Mapo and, like, just the songs on the album that I could tell. I haven't listened to the whole album, though, but I'm actually really happy that they are still... They still kind of feel like G-Friend, even though, you know, the CEO said he would never have them in, you know, scantily clad outfits, and they had some girl pole dancing in the last MV. Wait, didn't we like that one, though? I feel like we really liked it, actually. If I'm I really like Mapo. I'm just really happy that G-Friend is not taking on the BTS flavor, Luna is just not found itself as a group, as like a 12 member group so much. Uh, maybe they should just go back to units and solos. I don't know at this point. Uh, cool. Ash, do you feel like there's um, sort of a trend towards a girl? And when I say noise, I generally mean like EDM style that's kind of like just really loud, but it has no coherent... <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because that's what I was going to talk about was that like when oh. you said like the NCT kick it as well not you like you didn't say that it was noise um but anyways yeah oh go ahead I didn't know um yeah because like you were saying like it was like kind of like EDM or there's like some rock in there too um but that's like it's. I know we we're calling it noise, but that is like its own kind of genre. Um, I can't 
recall like what it would be. Um, like industrial, I think that's what it is. Like industrial, oh. kind of, like, like that kind of like music genre. That's what like the the, the noise of the K-pop that we're like talking about. That's what it like reminds me of. It is like very harsh and kind of jarring, but to me, it still like has like the structure of like like a like pop song or R and B or like what what have you. Um, but it's just a very harsh kind of sound. <laughs> And a lot of people are going to like it, you know. Like, you know what? Shout out to all the people that do like it. Um, I, so, I think that it. I think for me, it's not even. I'm sure there is NCT noise that I like, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I like black on black, and we all know that that is noise. Simon but, says. <laughs> see, I don't like Simon says. That's you oh, and that. You oh and that like that one. Fire okay. um, yeah. Um, but. But I guess what I'm trying to say is more so that, like, I think that that noise has to be done a certain way for it to be palatable. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, I'm not speaking for everybody else because I'm sure there's some people who just like it the way it is. Um, But I I just I don't know. I don't think it's everybody's lane either. I think NCT can work magic with it in a way that other groups, it just kind of it's not their sound. And also, Nat, it's very strange to me that you don't complain more about noise, considering that you always complain about songs not having choruses. But one of the characteristics of a lot of noise is that the chorus is not really identifiable. I think that in terms of the noise that NCT makes, a very special brand of it, it has a charm, you know, it has yeah, a it very does. weird charm to it. And I don't know if it's the members. I don't know if it's because SM, I think SME also has really good ear for music, regardless of what music it is that they're putting out. And I think that because they still value things like vocals, it's it, it still works sometimes. Even if I'm not a huge fan of the song, there's still a part of it that really works. And th- I mean, like, look at something like Cherry Bomb. I don't really even like Cherry Bomb, but if you put Mark's verse on, I'm going to be sitting there watching it. You know, like there are different because these it's like this really weird structured noise where it's like different types of songs jammed together. Sometimes there's going to be a part that you like. It's like, you know, there's 25,000 people in NCT. Like if you count all the versions there's going to be a member that you like. Maybe that's like the thing that they're doing here. Maybe that's the point of it. Oh no, I mean that, that is the point of it. I, yeah. I think I actually think they explicitly said that in one of their like uh yeah. meetings, you know how they do those Apple events. Uh, but for SM, um so I mean that is their goal with NCT is to have like basically you have so many members that they become replaceable so you don't ever have to pay them as much you also like ha- give the fans a lot of variety um and, and just generally you don't have to treat them as well as you would a group that's like a permanent like maybe four or five member group mm, so <laughs> uh but i mean i don't know i, I just thought it was an interesting topic just yeah. because i do think that there's a shift toward like this movement towards girl groups getting louder and less coherent and specifically girl groups that i don't think it's their lane to do that like luna luna is best when they're mellow to me their best music is when they're just chill um so it's just very strange that they would make that move like that so yeah no, ash I do you have anything to add before we move on mm, nope Honestly, I'm kind of like impressed. At what? 
Like, Ash is still awake. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I mean, I did kind of think that she fell asleep or was eating shit. I did. You know what? When she, she took a bit of time to unmute, so I did also. That's what it's like. She's asleep or she's eating chips. One of the two. <laughs> every time. If, if, if Ash falls asleep, me and that, we're just like, poor baby. She's so sleepy. Yeah, no, I, had the, I had two cold brew nitros tonight, so I should be. Ooh. I should Ooh. be up. You should be up to like 5 a.m. I know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> boy, coffee is something else. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, what next topic? It is my favorite topic. Oh, my God. I've been wanting to talk about this the whole time. Fashion trends in K-pop of 2020. So in 2018, I believe the big trend that we were ragging on was uh, those chunky Balenciaga tennis shoes. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh my. Mm. Unfortunately. Oh, I was so mad. And then like oversized cl- like I noticed there's like oversized clothes with those Balenciaga so it just was like unflattering. Um but 2020 actually to me has seen really really good trends, like trends I actually like. But then there's some trends that like I honestly feel like we could have kept them in 2008. So first Crocs. That is something that is come back in full force. And it's not just in K-pop. People are just wearing what? Crocs these days. Yes. Why? They have? Apparently they're comfortable and fashionable. Um, People are just wearing Crocs. It's like Birkenstocks except for ugly. Because I think Birkenstocks are cute. I actually own some Birkenstocks. Well, Crocs but are comfortable, but the fashionable, that's... They're not fashionable. They're, they're, no, they're ugly. They're hideous. I will say but that like... Go um, ahead. No, it's almost at that point where, like, you know how something is, like, ugly, but then it becomes fashionable to wear it because it's ugly? Oh. I feel like Crocs have moved in that territory. Oh. Like, kind of how celebrities will wear ugly stuff on purpose. And it's like, it's trendy, but it's but ugly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I'm sad that we are at that point (laughs) in 2020, but... Yeah, so Crocs is something that's on the list. Uh, 20, for some reason, okay, do y'all remember in 2019 after Old Town Road came out, suddenly everybody was a cowboy? Okay, maybe not. Um, Well, (laughs) in 2020, suddenly every K-pop star is wearing a cowboy hat and uh, just... They're late like usual. Yeah, (laughs) and it's just like... Girl, it's kind of like when um, Ben Ben was still dabbing in 2019. And we was like, girl. He's still dabbing. He's still dabbing. dabbing. Girl, we ain't dabbed since 2015. Chill. Um, So that's one of the things that I noticed. Also, another thing that I noticed, two things that I noticed that I'm really, really feeling right now. Crop tops on boys. Yes, it's a it's one hundred percent yes every time, and boys with long hair. Long hair is making a full comeback, huh? Your group, your your new boy group, they're gonna wear the croc tops, their crocs with the (laughs) cowboy concept, and have long hair. You know what's so funny? (laughs) You know what's so funny? Tomorrow by Together literally did that in their last music video. The mullet, that guy with blue hair, had the mullet, right? Yunjun. He has pink hair and he had a mullet with like, but it wasn't actually, it, it wasn't, now that I think about it, it was a mullet some of the time. And then the other time it was like a a high low, like a ponytail up and then his hair down in the back, um, which was cute. That was cute. Um, And his crop top, cute. We love it. The Crocs burn them in a fire. 
But the long hair, I'm feeling it. And honestly, we have Jungkook to thank. So everybody say, thank you, Jungkook. Now, say it. One, two, three. Oh, 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 I, she, I didn't know that. She was like, now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jungkook. <laughs> so, now that we've kind of gone through like some of the trends, the fashion trends, uh, what do you guys think about some of these specific trends? And have you noticed any other trends that I didn't know? The long uh, hair, I did see it on Johnny. I didn't think it was the wave for him, though. Girl, no. That is not I, the way for Johnny. Not somebody who should ever have long hair. Um, I hope they cut it very shortly. You know what? You know what trend I'm actually happy to see less of? What? Everybody in Korea wearing something with the na- word supreme on it. I feel like that was a trend that it needed to die in the fire. Oh, no, but Korea still has a lot of hype beasts. So I feel like... Yeah, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's they very, are all about that. Yeah. It's, it's just not great. Uh, but the long hair, um, I, I I mean, it depends. Supreme Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme probably really would do that, though. So. Yeah, they would, and actually. A crop top and a cowboy hat. They single-handedly, they single-handedly brought Champion back in fashion, and I remember when Champion was looked at almost as like garbage. How can you be wearing this? <laughs> yikes! It's yikes. a whole yikes. But I, I mean, I don't like mullets either. To be honest with you, I don't think that they're attractive. But long hair and mullets aren't the same thing, girl. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Jungle does not have a mullet. No, he doesn't. JB did, and I mean, JB he, did. He he's he's still cute, but it wasn't it, it wasn't. A, a good idea. I don't. Think you either. Yum doesn't have a mullet. No, he doesn't. Like long hair is a thing, and like Yeonjun, his his hair isn't always a mullet. <laughs> it's just long sometimes, yeah. and like I like it. Well, and I then mean, who's that one dude from Stray Kids? Uh, Jay, with the which one? Or is that Stray Kids or is it the boys? The one who has like a curtain in front of his face. I curtain. No, the, you're talking. Is it from only one of? Is it only? Huh. You know what? I think you're right because they're. Yep. This is my searches. He he looks like an anime character. Like he looks like Aaron Yeager. One of? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, like one of them. He his hair is so long. He and he just wears it down in front of his face like a yakuza member. <laughs> okay. He's like side. Or Sia, or however you say her name. Yeah, like Sia, yeah. It's kind of cool, <laughs> oh, though. Is that, is like that why she has her hair in front of her eyes? She, apparently, she had stage yeah. fright at the beginning of oh. her career, so she oh, did. Like, so oh, I see she she's yeah. not in the Yakuza, Jay. <laughs> so, Junji. Okay. Yes, Junji, I think is how. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, see, like, long hair is not, like, just mullets. I find that, like, a lot of um, K-pop boys are doing it now, um, largely thanks to Jungkook. Mm, I know Daesung did the long hair hair covering your eyes thing before, and that was actually like really cool. Actually, Dong yeah, but that was thirty years ago. It's twenty twenty. That was like five oh, years dang. ago. Five years ago, it was during the maid era. Okay, you have a problem with people that are thirty? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm Boy, I'm We're talking about trends of twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm just pointing out here, like other, you know. People have done it before. I'm just throwing that out there. And I'm talking about the things that I've liked because I, I haven't really noticed a lot this year besides obviously long hair Chungkook because I mean, he, he's everything. But uh, yeah, I haven't really noticed thing. I, I would say that like, as I was saying before, like 
regardless if it's long hair or if it's a mullet or if it's, you know, these elaborate Yakuza hairstyles, um, not everything works. Nat, do you know what the Yakuza are? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going off of your description, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, and actually, no, I don't know what the Yakuza is because I don't roll like that, okay? Wait, what? What? I thought you were just <laughs> Oh my god, maybe like okay, so maybe we shouldn't talk about the Yakuza on this. I'm scared now. I watch anime, okay? I know what the Yakuza is. <laughs> but anyways, uh yeah, I I do see what you mean and I think this is just like another way to give you know, these idols, their own thing, you know, you're going to remember this dude in that one group out of all the other members, right? Because of his mm-hmm. hair. Okay. So I think it's a good idea because it does differentiate the members and you're not going to want to blonde, like dye someone's hair, you know, blonde or crazy colors all the time. Sometimes you just want to like grow it out. Girl, and I do Lots of hairlines, uh, many a hairline have suffered. You know what? Yep. You're right. You're right. <laughs> But and crop tops, I do. You know, once again, there's certain people. Listen, yes, for me. Whose who's stomach that I want to see and whose stomach I don't want to see. Regardless, Fair. you know, a six pack is a six pack. I get it. But um, some you know, like for Wanho, I'm kind of like I get it. You're fit. You know, like you know. See, to me, I don't even care if it's a six pack. Like yeah. it's just it's just the person, right? Like, can they yeah. pull it off? That's like. Right. Yeah. When Yanjun popped up with that crop top, he pulls it off. I'm not a like I I'm not really attracted to K-pop boys in that way, but like I can recognize when somebody pulls off a look and he pulled it off. Yes, I get that. Um and I yeah, I, I totally get that. And it you're right, it is about the individuals like with the hair. You know, some people pull these things off much better than other people. And it's the girl, you know, the girls, the guys, the gals, the everybody, they like they like what they like. And a lot of the times when somebody lifts their shirt up while they're dancing, people are going to cheer. So I think that they just do it for the cheers. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, these companies, these stylist Nunas, they put work together with the companies to put the boys in something that's going to get uh, the cheers. But I mean, what do you guys, you know, Ash? What do you think about the fashion trends? I mean, or have you seen any? Because I haven't, I can't say that there's any I've seen on girls because I feel like girls generally dress better and they wear like, they don't just wear stuff because it's got Supreme on it necessarily. Even though, don't get me wrong, I've seen some girls who don't like Hyanna. I don't think she can dress well, but, um, and she just wears stuff because it's expensive. But um, for the most part, I think girls are a little bit more put together. But what do you guys, but what do you, you know, what are your thoughts? I honestly don't usually pay much attention to the fashion. I mean, the only thing that I kind of like with K-pop fashion is like a lot of times like the performance wear is hit or miss with me with like can be hit or miss, I think, with both boy and girl groups, depending on the concept. You know, you see a lot of girl groups will, I feel like a lot of them are trying to copy Blackpink nowadays in their kind of style of, you know, of them being more fashion centered in their performances as opposed to just wearing stuff that's really color coordinated or 
you know, everyone wearing the same, you know, tank tops and hot pants on stage. I feel like that that's definitely something that I've seen or I've noticed. But I mean, then again, like I don't like I said, I don't usually pay much attention to that. So it may not really be a trend. But yeah, in general, I just yeah, hit or, it's hit or miss with me a lot of the time. Okay, Jay, what about you? Um, you getting them new Supreme Crocs? No. <laughs> Never. I don't even have the money for that. It probably costs like $40,000. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess like the only one that I've seen is like the crop tops um, for the guys. And I guess I'll say like that's like a trend that I've seen, I guess, coming along for like a while now because i know for me i think i started seeing it more like with western artists uh guy singers like here and there they would wear it um and i mean like with k-pop uh it seems like if you see one idol wear something then like two weeks later you'll see another idol wear the same yeah, thing. yeah it's so strange so because so, uh, i seen that with what is like the Gucci tracksuit? I think it is. So like the Bam Bam was wearing it in the yeah, video. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was, I think it was so. I hate when people wear monogram stuff. So yeah, so things like that. So I mean, he's not going to be the the last one. So I guess that's kind of what I've seen. Like the the yeehaw concept of <laughs> like the attire. Again, I guess it was something too that like I've seen. I guess more so in the West first, like when everybody suddenly wanted to make a country album, some were better than others, but then they were like, Oh country. I got to like wear my plaid and a cowboy hat. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's because I'm like, I'm from the Southwest and that's like, you know, kind of like the standard wear. So I guess, I don't know. Cause sometimes it looks like it really does look like somebody's wearing a costume as opposed to that. That's kind of yeah. like their, that's kind of part of their personal style, I guess. And that's kind of like the difference. Like that's to me somewhat where it looks off on some people because it's not a part of like their personal style or they don't know how to like incorporate those kind of cowboy elements into whatever they're currently wearing already. Like they go full on like, cowboy wear and it's like <laughs> barf yeah like what like you like just went into the store and bought all the cowboy stuff and put it on it <laughs> really snapping right now and you're not some like, people be dressing how nct music sound you are dead on with that <laughs> you are dead on with that but like they take like some elements of it okay like so they take the cowboy hat and they like uh they probably like i guess have more of like a rock kind of aesthetic like something like that that's like mm. interesting. you know or like the the jacket or not yeah like the leather jacket like with the tassels like that's like another thing where like the boots i mean granted the Depends on how the boots look. Because <laughs> some cowboy boots can look like, be just as bad as the Crocs. <laughs> yeah. How they look. So, but yeah, just things like that. Like taking elements, I guess, of any of those trends, um, you know, whether it be the Crocs or 
the crop tops or the long hair and, you know, just putting their spin on it. And I guess as opposed to just like doing it because it's a trend. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I just wanted to talk about it. Cause I, I've just noticed that like, you know, there's been this, a couple of things happening and with fourth gen groups is where I notice it the most. And probably because I know that, you know, you guys mostly listen to girl groups and also like, older gen groups um i think that maybe it's not as noticeable but like because i do listen to a lot of third gen well mostly third gen with a little bit of fourth gen sprinkled in i actively see this style evolution happening and i think it's a little jarring uh, because it'll be just like a, a mishmash of styles and it's like it's like it's like imagine this way the 2000s style mixed with uh the 80s trend of boys wearing crop tops and then like everybody's got long hair and this that and the other and you know it it can like you said different people pull it off i just think some of them are funny um and i thought that it would have been funny to talk about clearly it wasn't because nobody laughed <laughs> so oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laughing okay oh my God. <laughs> Hello. a lot of laughs dramatic <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um but i mean this is like kind of a really good uh point to there's one, like one more trend that I kind of noticed and it kind of jumps out of this fashion trend um, or these different fashion trends. Uh, and one of them, of course, is like now because of the e-boy movement, you've got a lot of boys like painting their nails, uh, which has never been an issue. Um, I think what's interesting is that there's a lot more acceptance, it, it seems, mm. of boys either being outwardly feminine or saying or doing things that could perceive be perceived that way. I know like I will say like the crop tops is one of them. Yeah. And and also one thing that I notice is um I don't now okay. You guys can tell me what you think because this could very well just be big hit uh orchestrating stuff like they do and have been known to do. But one thing I noticed with Tomorrow by Together is uh, my fave in that group recently I, I I don't know if they're I think it originally started off as a joke, which is kind of a messed up joke. I really hate when people do this. But then it kind of became a thing to where like now it seems like he's kind of okay with it. The younger members have been calling the oldest member Nuna. And one of them, he honestly doesn't even care. He'll one like the, the youngest one, the Magna in the group, he sometimes calls the oldest member um like Unny. Or like Opa, like he doesn't even say young, like he'll just say like whatever he feels like saying to him. And like one of the their fans asked them on Weavers, because you know that's their little thing. They're like kind of like a Twitter for armies and big hit stands and MOA. And so they asked, like, okay, Yanjun, do you prefer to be called Yanjun Shi or Yanjun Unni by like the fans? And he said Yanjun Unni. And it was just kind of like kind of surreal in a in a way and i don't know huh you're like girl what (laughs) yeah because it's like i don't and for those who who may not know i'm pretty sure everybody knows if you like k-pop honey is what you call a girl if you're a girl nuna is what you call a girl if you're a boy so and and opa is what you call a boy if you're a girl mind you everybody in the situation is a boy so if you're using any term other than young it kind of 
in Korean society, that will be kind of really looked at as like, what? Like, even I honestly argue in like most societies that will be looked at as like, huh? Um, but it's not just them that I've noticed it with. I've noticed other fourth gen groups and younger gen groups, not necessarily with like the the titles and the honorifics, but just with other things like, you know, painting the nails rainbow colors and like um, not being so kind of like confined into um, this very strict idea of masculinity. And I wonder, uh, do you guys notice that? If you do notice it, do you feel like it's sincere? And if it's sincere, what do you think it means for K-pop? I think, well, that's probably just like, I guess, a characteristic of like the current generation. That That's just where they're at, you know, that, I mean, if they're okay with it or like the people that they're like, yes, it's okay that you call me uh, Ani or Nuna. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess there's there's more kind of fluid with those kind of I guess gendered specific kind of titles mm-hmm. um, I could say like in general like that kind of generation that they are a little bit more open to that <laughs> as opposed to some of the past generations and I mean as long as they're I guess at that mutual consent or like some people I guess it, it's kind of not exactly the same thing but similar to like the pronouns like people that understand about it they're like yes you can like these are my pronouns or like i prefer you call me this and then people for the most part will do what they can to to honor that that's kind of what this is sounding like too you know but i mean as long as there's that there that that consent for it though like yeah i'm okay with you calling me honey or nuna even though i am a guy or vice versa but girls like yeah you can call me opa i'm fine with it that's the only thing that it, like I would make sure is happening. And I mean, like the painting the nails, <laughs> again, that's probably something for that generation that they are like more accepting about or fluid about than as opposed to like past generations. But Yeah, because honestly, I know I ragged on Super Junior earlier and I'm going to do it again. When I think about this type of thing, my mind automatically goes to Super Junior because isn't there a member who like he made some comment that was like, really really bad obviously they've all done horrible things and yeah, most of them are done which I, one was it i was gonna say which one are you talking about because they are not known for saying oh yeah i don't know if it, it was either the one she she his name starts with S or Shinan. no 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 she shoot shuan she won or or don't it was one of them Oh, it's, is it religious? Because it it could have been Shiwan or it could have been Dongay. They're both very Christian. Okay, it was definitely one of them. And it was like a very, it was a comment that, I, I'm pretty sure it was one of them. Because it was like homophobic. Okay, so Shiwan actually has been under fire for a homophobic, I think, comment in the past on Twitter that he quote unquote apologized for. I mean, you know, take it for what it is. I, I actually haven't seen the apology ever. I know it exists though. So, I mean, there's that. Oh, it's real. And okay. So Dong Hae uh, is also really religious, but I've never really seen his name attached to many scandals, to be honest. So I'm not sure okay. about that. Uh, it could have been Shiwan's um, homophobic comment from before. I mean, he does follow Trump on Twitter. So I what what girl I think he still does? But he there was a big thing where he was following him on, and he tried to be like, oh, I follow all world leaders, and everyone was like, what? no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you literally girl, don't. But. I mean, you had Shinda go on national, you know, Korean television, say that 
Um, I I don't really care um, what you know what a girl has to say, but if she doesn't take care of her figure, like I won't date her, even though he Which is the like, little the irony over. He was pretty much the only overweight, you know, obese idol that I've ever seen in Korea. So I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising to see some of this. And I Kicho with Momo. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Let me shut up because that's a whole other conversation that I don't want to get into. But I, I just want to kind of stay focused on like yes. this idea yes. of okay. this at the very least, maybe the fourth generation being more open to these things and like a uh, gender food. Well, I don't even know if I'd call it that. Just like more open to these things and yeah. even even when it comes to sexuality not just gender just being okay with saying certain things and being confident in their sexuality and not really uh not even putting a label on it just saying this is what it is so right. what yeah. do you what do you think Nat I'm cu- very curious to see <laughs> what you have to say well I would say that I maybe I don't really pay attention to like a lot of fourth gen Cause I, don't, I haven't, yeah. So I haven't really noticed that, but I think it's kind of cool. I think it's, it's definitely refreshing to see that people are not pigeonholing themselves based on gender norms. I mean, Korea is still very gender norm, very much uh, so. emphasized, I guess, as a country. Uh, so I, that is the only reason that I would not doubt, but sort of question how authenticity and yeah, authentic the <laughs> are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I, I, that's that's the I, only thing is right. Like, you know, push come to shove. If people in Korea are asking them, you know, these questions face to face, or they're on a show, like say they're on Weekly Idol or something like that, like their answer might be a bit different. You know, it might be a bit more. It might be diplomatically so uh, because of where they are. But you know, saying something to fans, you know, off comment here, they're on V Live or you know Weverse or in a discussion part of a concert like i've seen it where people have you know said things and then they come back on twitter or whatever and they they you know clarified it just to make sure that you got like it sun me, so, like sun me yeah. <laughs> um so well, i guess I, she didn't really say something but no but um jay you were about to object to that i'm very curious I, to hear your objection i don't know i don't know if this needs to be cut or not but when that when you said the authenticity that made me like think like oh is it like another like trend kind of thing of like oh this is what's popular right now so i'm gonna go along with it Mm. Um, i know that this is that this is getting into like touchy waters which i'm somewhat okay with dipping my toes into Um, i think it's fine though but but i but then again too like what nat was saying though that like you you really do have to be careful like with that because somewhat with any label or how you choose to identify that people are going to hold you to it i would Mm. say even now even now as much as there's this like oh we'll accept you as you are will you you know yeah that's yeah but that's like where i'm like well if you say that quote unquote not of like the norm of like you know you're being very fluid like with your gender or your gender expression or you know how you want to be called quote unquote like oh you're like just going through a phase kind of thing mm. I mean and it's, and it's hard too for like the people that are genuine about it um, I 
guess what I'm going to use for example is like um like Holland. <laughs> no. Holland. Oh, no, 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 no. That no. <laughs> that happened where he did, like somebody did like the top ten gayest idols and he wasn't in there and he was like, "Am oh, I God. not the gayest idol?" <laughs> it was kind of funny. Story. Oh my goodness. No, but I would. I would what I was going to say was like um like bisexuality. Like how many people have come out and said like for most of what I have seen has been like uh, women singers that said like, yes, I'm, I'm bisexual. And then later on down the line, they were like, no, I'm not. I was mm. just doing that for attention. Are you talking about oh, Nicki Minaj? Jesse, Jesse J. Yeah. Like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And so because that they're high profile individuals and first of all, them saying that gives visibility to bisexuals, you know, and in some cases uh, like in for Nicki Minaj, a bisexual woman of, of color or, you know, bisexual black woman, which that's probably how she would prefer to be called or identified when she was or like whatever. See, it's already confusing. But then like when people see that, like, oh, so yeah, bisexuality is a myth. It's not real. It's just a phase. It's yep. just a phase people go through. When they do things like that, that really harmful. invalidate, yeah, it's, it's harmful and it validates people's experience, you know, of like, yes, that this person is bisexual. But then like when there's these other people that have very high profiles and like a lot of influence that are saying like, oh, I was just doing it for fun or, you know, it was just a phase. Like, you know, it kind of gives strength to the misconceptions about it. And so that's like even with like with these fourth gen idols or like people in general, like doing that kind of thing, you know, is something to be mindful of. I think it's, I think it's quite cool that uh, Yanjun lets the fans call him Unny. I actually think it's kind of cute. I think um, that he doesn't have a. Pro- I think him not having a problem with it is actually that could be beneficial to somebody. You know, right. instead, yeah. of, instead of that yeah. reaction of like, no, don't call me that. I'm a boy. You know, like I, I kind of like that. You're just cool. Like, I, I think people, people have these grand ideas of how you should behave, and they're willing to sit in it. You don't have to call him anything at the at the end of the day. It's not a big deal, you know. Like, it, yeah, right. It really isn't, right. and that's. But there I, is power in it for some people, course, and, and for some people, I've seen a lot of people like in a response to that when he answered the fan, it was like, "You can call me Unny." Like a lot of people were just like brought to tears, and that's not something you know. A lot of people take K-pop things. I remember. Okay, this is going to sound irrelevant, but I promise it's not. But I remember when Joan Kim passed away, and like there were a lot of Shawals posting videos on the internet when they were like reacting to his death, and there were a lot of people crying. There were black girls crying, and I remember there were there was like some black YouTubers who were getting bullied because they were crying over his death because it's like why are you crying over this K-pop boy, right? Do you what people don't understand is how somebody can change your life, even if you don't know them. Um, and I think that's valid. I really think that's real. That's why, like, when these armies say, like, oh, BTS changed my life, I believe them. No, I absolutely do. I mean, I think that there are lines that some of them have crossed, but I honestly do feel that you know, BTS's message has reached a lot of people and it has positively impacted their lives. And I can't really discount that because I mean, I don't like how I feel about their music is inconsequential at the end of the day like music is is meant to move you it's meant to inspire you it's meant to give you to uplift you and you know help you along your emotional 
spectrum, you know, and if, and that and that doesn't mean that, that you can't be critical about the means, oh, though, right? Like that doesn't mean you can't say like, oh, it is kind of messed up that they're preying on their fans' like insecurities. But if it, that fan does feel well, it's you can also like, you can acknowledge both things, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like everything is very binary for a lot of people. Like it right. has to be one or the other. Like the world is not like people are not cartoon characters, you know, like some people are, but a wide variety of people are not like the majority of people on this planet are shades of gray. And the thing is like, you have to, like, you can't, you can't try to put people into these binary situations. Like that, yeah, that's not I, how it works. Yeah. But I think, I guess that's part of, I guess that's part of the discussion though. I mean, like, like you were saying that people exist in gray and like, you know, like Jesse, you know, like I was like, yeah, she's problematic, but saying too about, you know, how she was, you know, stood up to Zico and like rightfully so that, you know, that she's not all problematic, but I'm like, she's not a saint either. And I mean, that's true for anyone. Like we're all yeah. good and bad. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. we're all, we're all really gray, you know, and it's, you know, honestly speaking, we all are, are gray, you know, whether some people realize it or not, we're not all, one thing or we're not all another or like right. a of it like that um and i know going back to jimmy back to the topic i guess my thing really was it's just like as long as he and the fans have that consent that then it's okay you right know, as as don't just go like, around calling every boy nuna now like that's yeah not, yeah yeah, yeah like that's my that's my thing him. Yeah. yeah, that that is that that's actually pretty progressive for yeah, a fan. That's very because, progressive. It's yeah, because you know the fans would be like Nuna, and you would be like, well, excuse he would be very uncomfortable, right? Like right. I would be real with you. Like if I if I was in Yonju's situation, right? For <laughs> this is so strange for me to say this. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. But if I was in his situation, I would not want to be called Opa. Like I don't, I I don't, I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I I just. I don't know what it is. I just wouldn't want to be. And also, I don't like boys. I hate boys. So, um, but like, if the situation was flipped and I was a boy, I wouldn't mind being called Nuna. I don't know. I guess it's because I am a girl. It's like when Hopefully. you called me girl and I still was talking. And you still were yeah, like, right? Like, yeah. But you know what? Like, I immediately apologize as my knee-jerk reaction because I don't want to, you know, make that assumption, yeah, right? I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. I want to make sure, like, everybody's cool with that, that you know, whatever you're calling a person. Um yeah. And, and, but I knew I knew where it was coming from from you, right. You know, like, was, so, so I mean, you weren't like somebody off the street because you know if you were, I would be like, excuse you, right? Like, <laughs> and and also for me, like because usually I am just talking to Nat and Ash. I think it's just for me. It honestly was like a slip of the tongue sort of thing. I even sometimes think yeah. it's my mom, and she almost like hits me because I'm like, I'm like, girl, what you talking about? She'd be like, who you calling, girl? <laughs> you know how black mamas are. Yeah, she. That's why I was okay with it because i knew because my mom be like girl and i was like okay you don't be like girl back i i don't know i really love this like there's something uh, and also in terms of like is it genuine and that kind of like had that um mm-hmm. was going into that idea of like you know is it is he hopping on a trend and and, and i feel that a lot but I, I guess the way i look at it too is like in a society like south korea i don't know that that's the trend you want to hop on you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, just because of how the public's going to react to you i don't right. know that anything dealing with gender or sexuality or like I'm going to take it a step further. 
even if your relationship is unconventional in a different way, like if you are marrying anybody outside of like a Korean or white person or even like a Japanese person, that is kind of shocking to Koreans okay. still. Yep. So, I mean, I just don't know that. I hope this is coming from a good place from him. And I know that originally for the other guys, it started off as a joke, which is kind of messed up, but like he was okay with it. So, you know, but then in terms of like, if, if this is just some elaborate ruse, like when we were like, was it last year when um everybody was like, Oh, um, uh, what's her name? Sunny. Oh, oh, Sunny is like LGBT queen. And she was like saying it. And then she comes back on Twitter like, guys, I'm not gay. Like, I yeah. could never be gay. Like, <laughs> like. Clown. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Take the L. Take the L. Right. And like. No, no, no. That's because and they some... pushed it on her. That's the thing. I guess that's the difference. It's like they like yeah. pushed that on her. Like, like she never said like. I support LGBTQ or like I am or anything like that. Or like I'm an ally. The fans pushed it on her. Right. Or like this whole thing with Irene where like um, the Irene hates men thing. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't know though. I think she, <laughs> I think she loves men. I think she likes men quite a bit, but I, or like trying to make idols into like basically spokespeople. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's uncomfortable, right? I don't think he. I don't think Yeonjun is some sort of feminist king now. Like, no, I just think it's cool that this is one step in the right direction. Until he shows me um, a thousand-page dissertation on critical <laughs> gender theory, I'm not gonna even broach that subject because I know how um, the society he grew up in. I knew that. I know that it's not favorable to the feminist ideals, even though you know. I will say with his generation, it is getting better. It's <laughs> younger Koreans are a lot better <laughs> with that thing than even even Koreans who are like in their 30s are are still a little bit behind compared to like the the young 20s teenagers Koreans, right? <laughs> so I don't know, Ash. Do you have any thoughts about like freedom of expression? I will <laughs> say though that. That what you said about the idols um, being used as some kind of like what an I don't ally! Know. Look at this uh, pro black king. Oh my god! One thing they've been doing a lot with like um, Shotaro, the new NCT member, is like he's a pro black king. They did it with Lucas too, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Why? I guess because they're darker. I think it's because they're just darker skin, so they just automatically take that and go, oh. He must like black girls. He must do this. And I'm like, oh he my black. God. He can never see that. I mean, it's, it's oh like, I roll. He's I not mean, a spokesperson for black people. And that just gets into other issues of like needing validation and self, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say self hatred, but like needing outside validation and that whole, I think K pop has kind of made that explode into a thing now, which is connects to the other thing with, we were talking about earlier with the Asian men, black women thing and how that's a huge thing. And, and it's just, you know, and K music and black women who eventually she even hung it up and was like, I'm tired of doing this. I'm but dead. Was, she really but, did though. Yeah. But I mean, she had a lot of followers um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that like got something from being able to say, Oh, you know, our oppas love black women. And it's like, and the thing is, is I came across one of her posts the other day and I was like, 
it was oh it was i was searching for jungkook don't ask me why and it was a post about whether jungkook liked black women which of course nobody knows because nobody is in jungkook's head um whether he likes black women or not and she was like trust me i know jungkook likes ass he likes black women he likes booty what end of discussion how are those things related i'm so confused and she was like, and, and, and she used, and, and she used as like one of an example of like evidence as like that he wanted to go to Africa one day. Girl, what? Most I mean, people, it's I stuff like this. That, and what, what's so weird about that is most, most Korean people want to go to Africa because of like the, the terrain there. Like there's so many different types of terrain and it's so different. It's, it has nothing to do with the people. Not saying that people don't want to go to Africa for the people, obviously. Like, that's that will be incorrect. But I'm just saying, like, I think there's a delicate balance, right? I hate when people pretend like nobody wants black women, but I also hate when people pretend like these people don't have prejudices. That's, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, and we, and the thing is, is that we know this. Like, NCT actually, I know we didn't brought this up, but apparently they got into another scandal. Is what? this have something to do with? I don't know. It has something to do with black people. I don't know what it is exactly. Oh, oh like- I, I think I know. Is it that the the one of the guys from Wavy was like, oh, oh yeah, I, I there's long to keep me warm or something like I was just like, oh my god, That was on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and then there was something talking about Mark using like black scent and things like that. Despite- oh, yeah. hmm. Okay, that I don't think Mark uses black scent. I think Mark uses a New York accent sometimes. And he's from, I think he grew up in New York a little bit. So that would make sense. That's interesting. That's a whole thing. That's a whole other issue. I, I have a friend from New York and like we go back and forth on this and like whether people are using, you know, New York native accent or using AAVE and I think that's a delicate balance because it's like there are definitely people from New York that don't speak like that too. Right. So oh, it's, of it's course. Hard. It's, it's delicate. It's but hard to say, from, right? People from New York City, like I've heard Italians and they sound like that, right? Um, yeah. It's I don't think that they are using a black accent. I think that's just the New York accent, right? You, mm. I don't know. And then also I can, I feel like I can tell black New Yorkers from other, like Italian New Yorkers, for example. There's like mm-hmm. a slight difference in how they say things. But anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. But all that is to say is that like there's like you guys said, it's it's K-pop. Like there's going to be issues of of colorism and stuff. And that it's important to stay aware of that and not just, you know, shove it under the rug because you're afraid of. Well, th- that means that Appa wouldn't like me or whatever. And it's like. You know, first of all, you have to think of the thing of like the self-image, like you should love yourself and appreciate yourself enough that you don't need to ask to know or have to 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 think that Jungkook would would marry you, you know, you know, or would yeah. marry you because you're black. And it's like you should have, you know, it, your sense of self should not rest on that of what a stranger <laughs> From another country thinks of you especially right. one that is as trash as jungle come on now <laughs> well he's like the least trash out of them right he's never yeah heard. i mean he is the least trash but come on that's like saying like <laughs> <laughs> come, come on come on now ash come on. 
I don't know. I mean, just based on what I know. That one. But yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I totally agree 1000%. I do think that when I think that young black girls need to have more examples of like healthy black relationships or not not black but like just healthy relationships that black women are in because I, I feel like that's part of the media too right like the mm. media always shows black women in toxic situations or shows it makes it seem like black women are undesirable and a lot of that uh this excluding jay a lot of that is black men's fault right uh <laughs> okay or, I shouldn't say it like that <laughs> or either that or we're being hypersexualized which i think right. is another problem because i think it's, you know one thing i know from some of the you know i've heard on different occasions from black women who have been in korea and have interacted with black men and i can maybe say from the interaction i've had myself is that does factor into how they're treated and then you know now there have been there was this youtube story time by a uh, black woman in korea about. They was talking about how the Korean men know that this is a thing now. Like American right, girls exactly. are into the K-pop guys, yeah. spend black women especially, you know, and so they prey on them, like mm-hmm. you know, or they or they react to them inappropriately, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be easy," you know. I actually had exactly. that happen to me. Really? Oh yeah, I I was um. I, I don't really want to get into it. It's kind of a touch thing. Mm-hmm. I had to block the guy, but it was very oh uncomfortable. God. Yeah. I mean, I can say like, and this was back in like 2016 or 15 or so. Like I had people and, you know, I, I'm not an Instagram model or anything, but you know, I, when I was on Facebook and I changed my mentions and was like, I'm in Korea now, da da. And then all of a sudden you get people sliding into your DMs and it's like, I'm like, what, like, who are these random Korean people that are trying new guys? They're trying to talk to me. And I will say that I, you know, I didn't really have any bad experiences, thank God. But, you know, it's a thing. And unfortunately, it's you've got these girls out here that are getting these impressions of I mean, Korean men are men. Like mm-hmm. BTS are men, NCT are men. Um, a man and, is a man, no matter yes, where he's at. <laughs> yes, and he's I mean that is the regardless. And no I mean, why would you? Back home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but they, but they have that, but they have that. K-pop creates this expectation that he's gonna be different from the guys back home, right? Um, and no, he's not. He's the same. Night, the knight in shining armor, but too, like Ash was saying too, that some of it is like that low self-esteem or low self mm-hmm. I mean, I know some of that too is like from the external factors of like what, uh, in this case, uh, young black girls are seen or how mm-hmm. they're portrayed or represented. And if they don't, I mean, if that's all they see is like, Oh, either um, the single woman taking care of all the kids and I got no man or, you know, uh, you know, I am the, <laughs> I don't know how to say without saying without being disrespectful. Uh, but, you know, I guess the, the lady that everybody knows um, and that that's all they see. Like, there's, like, no, like, in between that. Or, mm-hmm. 
or you know in those, some cases too i mean they may not like it but yeah the can be you can be both you can be that. right you, you can have your choice to be what you want but if they don't have that representation they're not going to have it I they're going to find they're, love in the wrong places right right well it, it's like yeah. it's like too like um i remember the attention I remember um, on TikTok, maybe last year, there was this big thing going around where uh, teenage boys were, and it made the news and everything. Because um, the reason why I know about it, because I'm a huge basketball fan, but we'll get into why that factors in a second. So teenage boys were apparently going around like doing this thing where they uh, talked about girl, post a bunch of pictures of girls that were their type. And one of these people who happened to do this was LeBron James's son, Bronny. And Bronnie posted pictures of basically all white girls, not a single black girl in sight. And a lot of black girls really took issue with that. Like a lot of young black girls were like, wow, like I they were looking at that as like, I don't even have a chance with black boys. I don't have a chance. I, you know what I mean? Like, it, And that it's reinforced by the fact that like black boys are seeing what their daddies are doing and seeing what you know what i mean it's like a like a never-ending cycle it's a vicious cycle yeah because it should on one hand it's like you shouldn't need to see that in order to you know it should that shouldn't make you feel bad right right this is just this one isolated guy but because of the way society is and and the messages they're being fed to you that you know even black men you know once they reach a certain level they're not going to want to marry you. They're not going to want to put the ring on your finger or whatever. Then, you know, you're not worth anything to them. I really feel for like young black girls coming up because unfortunately I feel like it's, it's getting a lot worse with um, young black boys in particular and like the way they treat young black girls. Um, Because in my grandparents' generation, for example, Obviously, you know, interracial marriage was kind of illegal (laughs) anyway, but like also there's the fact that like it just didn't really happen that much just because white people and white people kind of had their own things. And part of that was because of segregation and they just did their own things with their different people. But I think, you know, with our generation, like millennials and later, it's just it's getting worse and worse with like young black girls not really having uh, a place and feeling like they need to have outside validation outside of themselves because everything around them is telling them they're not worth it. And so they run to the Koreas like Nat was saying, like Jay was saying, and, and that because they don't realize that men are the same everywhere. <laughs> they, and, and, and I guess the thing is, it's like, they look at it as like, even if he only wants me for this one thing, at least he finds me desirable. Which yeah, is like, it's oh, like, right. you should and want more for yourself. Like who yeah. cares? Who cares if, if NCT's, uh, Taeyong would have sex with black woman if, or he would have sex with Rihanna. Who cares if um, Namjoon has Tanache or had her as his like cell phone picture with what the hell ever? Like, I mean, shouldn't you want like more Girl, for yourself? Than you just... your tuition. <laughs> I mean, it's like, shouldn't right. you want more for yourself? Like, <laughs> and also now we'll say there are some girls out here running scams. Uh, like allegedly Black Swans member who was running scams. Oh. Good for you, girl. Get your money. Now, if you're running scams on these men, that's totally different. Um, <laughs> but if you like sincerely want to find something, that's that's sad, right? Like that's unfortunate. And and we have to do better. Um, not black women. It's not our fault. <laughs> but <laughs> everybody else has to do better <laughs> yep. to make black girls feel comfortable so they don't have to feel like they have to resort to this. Mm-hmm. And and 
I, I, Korea has to do better, a whole lot better with uh, the way boys and men are brought up to view women because I think yeah. it's absolutely oh, disgusting. Yes, exactly. That's the one thing like I don't understand like this whole kingly view of like Korean men when we know like they have a patriarchal society and they have this whole like things are so tra- can be so traditional over there. Like what do you think? If Sundry taught us nothing else, mm-hmm. is that you cannot judge a book by its cover. Nope. Um, and I, I truly, sincerely thought that, like, when around that time and stuff, all that stuff came out with Sundry, and then like all these other idols were linked to it. I did kind of think like that the feelings about like wanting to go to Korea and do this and that would fade because people start to realize it's just an illusion. And don't get me wrong, you can still find Korean men attractive. That's not the problem. Um, it's about like what you're looking for when you come to k-pop and honestly <laughs> this is getting we get real deep real quick but like all it is just is basically the reason why bts is really successful and with like black armies and stuff like that i feel is because honestly i don't think a lot of their fans i don't even think it's about their music i really truly feel like it's about wanting to feel like you can have a relationship with them oh yeah and yeah i mean i would say that would be like for boy groups in general. I mean, there was like a video saying like, oh yeah, why, why it's hard for like mixed gender groups to like exist in K-pop because okay, so the girls, you know, they have like empowerment, and so most of K-pop's fans are young teenage girls, and so when they look at their girl groups, they're like empowerment yeah you know confidence things like that the boys um <laughs> i want to yeah i want to date him so when you have both of those kind of things of like both of those kind of ideas in the same group it's kind of like oh okay it's kind of it's like really like in your face like okay the boys in the mixed gender group you know you want to <laughs> sleep with but then the girls are telling you to be empowered like I guess and, it's hard for and them then to understand that they can, that 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 both of those things can exist. Right, you can. I don't see. That's the thing. Like, I'm not even shaming people for being into like, um, for being into certain. Like, I don't. Okay, I, I guess okay, it does. Okay, like, okay. There's a difference <laughs> between being into someone and being like, oh, you know, he's hot and cute, and I like right. to follow him, and then, and then genuinely like, thinking that you. Have like <laughs> have a chance with him like that's the thing i was about to say i don't understand that mindset like at all like i i don't like i understand yeah. that some people have it but see i almost view that see the, okay what's help i feel like i almost view k-pop in the same vein as i do like anime like <laughs> me and that have conversations all the time about like um you know <laughs> okay we probably have to cut this out because it's probably going to come off as weird to some people but like nat thinks that levi ackerman is hot right right i do, I do. <laughs> and i i think that Aaron yeager is a very 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 i think he's a very uh good character right and but like he's a 2d character like i'm not <laughs> you know what i mean it's not real it's just like it's fake life that's how you like i feel like that's how people should see it like it's fake life it's not real life it's fake and it's not like in the west where like it's easy to i mean honestly in the west it is really easy to hook up with a celebrity it's not hard in korea i'm i would assume it would be more difficult 
So, I mean, I've read some tea that was filled that that their selection process there is pretty much kind of the same as in Western countries. Really? Yeah. Western Western celebrities will sleep with anything. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, too, right? Like before this burning sun, what was his big, biggest scandal? That girl who revealed that they had sex that time in Japan or something like that. And like mm-hmm. after he um, released um, on her, he threw her a towel and basically was done. So that was his biggest scandal before <laughs> the burning yeah. sun. Well, how are you going to be uh, a sex offender and also bad at. Never mind. Let me show that. <laughs> But like I heard so many stories of of male idols not being very picky. About. Yikes! Now, see, you know what, and that's why that's why there is such a high incidence of they honestly. Why is Korean society <laughs> like put it's on a They're so the repressed. Talk about it, the more I'm like, hold up, they don't even use condoms. They birth, uh, they birth rate is shockingly low. But that's just because nowadays people don't even want to have sex. <laughs> like, it's the women are literally on strike because the men are trash, and uh, there's no real safe space for LGBT people. So it's just like you're dealing with a whole bunch of problems like why yeah. don't we listen to this music anymore <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the fantasy it, but yeah i mean that i think music actually is good like there yeah. I, I i don't like the idea that like people only listen to k-pop because of it's visuals pretty. or like specifically boy groups i know that i say that as somebody who likes a lot of boy groups is people do say that you only listen to boy groups because no i'm telling you now there is not a single member in okay, let me think of boy groups where there's no handsome members <laughs> that I listen to. Hold on, this is gonna be kind of hard. Yeah, because there's a visual and like there's a, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, literally a visual in every group. Okay, how about this? Um, NCT Dream, right? They're all under 18, so um, they're off limits, right? I like their music because it's just kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes me feel like I want to just have fun and go outside on a summery day and hop around the beach. Like, that's right. It's not always linked to that. So that's called perspective, Jimin. Like, you you have a, a healthy perspective on things. and But unfortunately, a lot of people don't. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like, I don't get like this like this weird like cult-like mentality and the like the point where bias your faves like their achievements are your achievements and you are you know buying clothing and jewelry for them and it's like that should be illegal in my opinion um <laughs> idols have more than enough money like yeah when i, I when i read that apparently uh blackpink still accepts gifts i was like for what? Foremost, that's like really dangerous. Jenny has a deal with Chanel. Like, what the hell is she? Like, <laughs> you don't need gifts from your fans. Like, what are you doing? That's like, I don't know. That's I super dangerous. The, the, the gift to the the gift the fans could could do is like doing their homework, <laughs> be nice to their parents. <laughs> okay. You know, that would be my. It'd be like, yo, you want to give me a gift? Yeah, you better study for your exam. You know what? That's one thing I can say. I don't often say that EXO uh, has any good qualities. But one thing I can say is like they do advocate for their fans, like actually going to school and like doing what they're supposed to do and not following them around. And I know Nat says like Shinwa is like that, too. Like 
be a regular human being and don't make your whole life about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So more, I mean, they, more of them should do that, but then that would, that would break the fantasy and, you no know, they want them. Yeah. Yep. There's like a lot of complicated things. And I like this. I like on our podcast that we get to talk about like these nuances and the gray areas. Cause I do feel like there's a lot of people who feel like things are black and white, especially how Jay was talking earlier about Jesse and like the idea of like the problematic idol and us talking about just the sh- these shades of gray and how you can view people and certain p- you, ha- there are limits for everybody, but like, sometimes you, you sh- you're never going to know 100% how a person is. So you just have to take it, take it in stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's crazy out here. Yeah. Whole point is we love a Yanjun. Uh, that he is great. We love the freedom of expression, the openness. Hopefully we are hoping that it is sincere. It seems sincere. Uh, we love all black girls. Honestly, I kind of feel how, remember when Issa Rae was at, I think she was at the Oscars, and they said, who are you rooting for? And she said, everybody <laughs> black. Everybody black, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. Like, for real. Like, we, we're rooting for all the black girls. Um and love yourself yeah like that's really where we're coming from we just we want everybody to love themselves accept themselves and because what i I want people to feel like they can be themselves right and don't love yourself because a k-pop group tell my told you to yeah (laughs) you know love yourself because like you know have a hobby away from k-pop that's what these kids oh my you know what to have something away from k-pop too let me tell you guys a story and i know that we've been talking for a long time but i do want to tell you guys a quick story a little life life advice from uh not your average netizens youngest member hopefully that doesn't offend oh my god <laughs> I'm literally the doing whoever's the oldest don't say you don't gotta say. I'm doing a K-pop heart right now because I, I I'm the youngest member, so I get to do uh, the cute the cute stuff. Um, <laughs> um, and it's not cringy, but a little life advice. I used to be really obsessed with a certain performer when I was growing up. Uh, well, not even growing up, just like when I was like an older teenager, kind of like older high school going in like college and stuff like that. I was really obsessed with that performer to the point where like I was reading every piece of news that came out about this, this person. And what I did to help myself was like I got other hobbies and K-pop actually became one of those hobbies but it started off with things like just being interested in learning languages I started learning Italian and Korean hanging like unfortunately a lot of my friends were also fans of this artist so it was kind of hard to get away from them but I also discovered other artists I also rediscovered my love for sports these things really did help me like get out of that like 16 year old kind of mindset. Cause I think that a lot of that comes with youth as well. So moral of the story, not that there's, uh, you know what, now I think about it, this story is kind of pointless. Cause I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are older than me. <laughs> like my age or older. <laughs> I don't think we have any kids listening to this, but if you are moral of the story is like find more than one thing to be interested in at one time that will help you really like get to know yourself, sort yourself out, 
it'll help you not fall into this like especially if you have a tendency to become fixated on things it'll help you not become fixated on that one thing and really use this um, advice if you're in a relationship or something like that Uh like you don't want to be obsessed with your partner you want to love them and be there for them and be with them and be around them but you don't want to be like to the point where you're like you're just everything about you is is about them right so it's just some life advice. Like I recommend doing that. Not that uh, my life is perfect, <laughs> um, but it's okay. And yeah, I concur. As probably Aww. the oldest member of this podcast, I concur. Even though, yes, ironically, so she sounds like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Jimmy put us all in a tough spot because she was like, I'm the youngest. And yeah, then we're just the like, three hey. of us are like, uh. I'm fine. I'm just kidding. Okay, Actually, no. <laughs> Actually, y'all, guess what? I'm the oldest. And you probably would have never known because I got that young flair. So, haha. Oh, my God. I'm the oldest. <laughs> Now, does this mean I get to boss you guys around? No. Um, Matt, go buy me some ramen. No. I mean, has that ever worked with you, I said, has anybody older you than you who's not related to you but ever been able to boss you around like that? <laughs> Let me think. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like, my actual boss. But, yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, not your boss. Yeah. <laughs> People who are... You know what? Sometimes I wonder, like... I will probably... In terms of, like, the honorifics thing in Korean... It comes so easy to me because I'm so used to everybody being older than me. And I do kind of get treated like a baby by everybody except for you guys. <laughs> yes. That's, oh, uh, my goodness. So um, we're not going to start either. <laughs> no. Why? It's just that everybody's like this around the same age as me. Um, I will say like my cur- Korean friends that I have had, they were treating me like like an opa. Oh my really? god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, because I was older than then, and they. Yeah. So, did they uh, like respect you a lot and like buy you stuff? They did. Now that wow. I think about it, I mean, the power alone would probably go to my head. So it's, it's yeah. Actually- honestly, but I didn't know. Probably- part of it is that I didn't notice. Like, I mean, I'm just like kind I'm of dead. realizing it now. <laughs> oh my god! Now that you but say then, that, but then again, I'm like, is it because they really did like want like I know some girls are like I want an opa, and then I was just their opa. <laughs> I'm dead. I don't know. Maybe that was part of it too, but. But then on the flip side, like some of the things like I like I bought them lunch like a few times and stuff like that. Oh, my God. You really were an Opa. I'm telling you now, like you don't even have to guess and wonder anymore. All of my Asian friends that were from like Asian countries that had a strict hierarchical system all like literally did stuff for me, like not like household stuff but like bought me stuff i had a friend who would literally treat me to like really nice dinners in college and i was like where are you getting this money from and then i realized she drove an audi and lived in a top four apartment in downtown la so i was like oh okay your parents are rich like you don't have to say no more right so like the starbucks like starbucks like coffee is like a status symbol because it's so expensive and so that's like why they like to go to starbucks and the funny thing is is that like that was like a gift card that i got a lot of I mean, I had like a lot of money. So I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy a Starbucks. Like, don't worry and stuff like that. Cause the gift card would be like a hundred dollars. I'm like, I don't gotta worry about, you know, what it costs. Cause like the Starbucks really at most costs like five dollars or seven. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's not nothing like that. So <laughs> maybe they were like, he got money, girl, it was a gift card. <laughs> 
they you they really was like a real life like oh my god in a real life hierarchical honorific <laughs> system. I love it. Young. <laughs> Oh my! So God. yeah, but I don't know. That was a really fruitful discussion. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, I mean, there were some parts I didn't enjoy because nobody laughed at my jokes. Um, oh my, I but... laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. See, that's the that's like the 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 little sibling in me coming out. I have only oh older siblings, so. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate talking to you guys. Um, do you guys have any more thoughts on any of the trends of 2020? Maybe something we didn't discuss or any more thoughts on anything we did discuss? I have uh, discovered Got7 this year. Okay, moving on. Ash, do you oh have... <laughs> I'm just kidding. She just loves Got7. And that's that's my new trend, trend, okay? Got7. All right. Um, okay. Shout outs to uh, Longhaired Jungkook. Shout out. We do that every episode. It's just a thing now. Um, shout outs to I'm going to do a special one to uh, Tomorrow by Together for being the best fourth generation group and also for being borderline the best group out of everybody who's active right now. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Yeonjun for literally just being existing. I mean, I was telling Nat the other day that he is literally me. Like we're both all legs and laughs. And I think that's beautiful. Yes. Um, shout outs to Jay. Like, come on, come through. Jay came through. And <laughs> we love to see it. Shout out to Ash. Ash drunk two things of coffee to be with us tonight. So shout out to her. Shout outs to me for being just just existing i mean come on like i'm just like the greatest person uh that's called self-esteem shout outs to all the listeners i was about to say shout out <laughs> i was about to say shout out to all of the uh the rats in new york who now have homes thanks to uh, everybody staying inside their houses. So, um, you know, the yeah. rats are already in them houses. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. They're there. <laughs> New York rats are something else. Honestly, I'm scared Ooh. of New York rats. <laughs> shout outs to Nat for going along with all of my antics, but also no shout outs because she told me that my laugh was ugly, even though that's how I really laugh. So I'm sorry. Oh it's fine. We're still watching Attack of Titan together, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, who's next? Um. I guess I'll go. Like, shout out to us. I mean, this is the first time in a long time that it's been the four of us. Yes. So, yay. That's my shout out. Shout out to us. We are about to wrap. Okay. <laughs> Another year. We've had a good year. We've had uh, a lot of episodes, a lot of live streams. Our Patreon, uh, which is active. We haven't abandoned it. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to us for uh, surviving a pandemic. Surviving 2020. Shout out to all the listeners for also surviving 2020. Because <laughs> we know it was rough. Uh, shout out to Golden Child, always. Shout out to Marvel maybe recasting Shuri on Black Panther. I'm deceased. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't say that. Out, and shout out to God7. Wait, Nat, you forgot to shout me out. 
Well, I said to all of us, I said, like, yes, but I need a special one because I, oh my gosh, she is seeing, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, because she drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> and honestly, now you're copying. We thought we thought you were asleep many a times, but you were there. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. Shout out to Jay. I mean, my God, <laughs> forever. <laughs> this is a lot of fun, but you know, it's been a while. Yes. Shout out to Jimin for her laugh. Yay. Yay. And uh yeah. Uh Ash, shout outs. Um, shout outs to Luna and Chunga. Apparently they are gonna be in this year's uh jingle ball. Yes. So good for them. And uh shout outs to this podcast. I was just thinking about I hadn't even thought about it's coming up on another year and I've been doing it since 2014 with a brief break in 2016 2015 so yeah I've been doing this thing for a while so I'm officially a k-pop old head so yeah but it's I mean as long as um you guys are you know still want to listen to the podcast and as long as Jimin and Nat and Jay still want to do it with me, I will continue on. So that was yes. heartwarming. Very lovely. I feel like we should all have cookies and, and lattes after this, but it's so late. Yeah. Well, I don't want to <laughs> cookies and lattes. That doesn't sound good, Nat. Um, good. Okay. Well, Nat did not watch Attack on Titan <laughs> with me today. So I guess we're going to somehow have to cram in like 20 something episodes <laughs> over like the weekend well yes yeah. but anyways yeah so um hopefully you guys like this episode you know where to reach us we're on twitter at nyan edizens that's n-y-a-n-e-t-i-z-e-n-s or you can find us at Gmail, which is not your average citizens at gmail.com. Or you can find us at Facebook and Instagram, where we are not your average netizens. Feel free to comment, like, share. Also, we have our Patreon, which is up. And we try to drop content usually about on a weekly basis. Um, and we're always looking for more fun, um, fun fantastic times uh together and so if you guys have any topics any concerns or comments or anything like that feel free to let us know uh this episode actually was recommended by from liz who on on twitter actually who wanted um us to discuss trends in 2020 so i hope that you enjoy this episode liz and if you guys have any other topics that you want us to cover, feel free to let us know. We are open for pretty much everything. So, yeah. Any last words? Please request a Tomorrow by Together episode. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.